Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yes, a guy who's been absolutely buzzing to do one of these for years. We've finally got him on. Chris Sutton, how you doing? Yeah, thanks. Really. <laughs> what a hero, eh? Really excited to be here. <laughs> what tempted you in the end? What tempted me in the end? Uh, got you oh, on? no, I mean, I've, you know, but my son's listened to your podcast avidly. I've got other things to do. Not that I've never listened to it. I saw Darren O'Dee spout off about us and uh and good to it, no nice way yeah i mean yeah. I, I, looking back i take you know those guys that era your era really i take a lot of credit really for the fact that so many of your era went on to uh to prove me wrong well so what you say like toughen this up i would say you are toughen it it was a lot i think so yeah, yeah yeah and that, that was similar like uh you know when i started off at, at, at norwich city i was in awe of the first team players but they, they were nice just robert fleck who used to play at uh at rangers unfortunately for him you know but <laughs> sort of took this under the under the wing and and you know a lot of a lot of banter sort of it was all sort of nice and light-hearted, the sort of Charlie Mulgrew, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, I did used to say to Charlie, you know, when you're working at McDonald's, you know. I got that you, one off, yeah. Make sure you give <laughs> my kids extra chips. <laughs> can you remember him as a player? No, no do you know what? No, I can. I can. But the thing I remember about you oh, is no. your hair. I the hair. You were like, right. like Marge off the Simpsons, <laughs> aren't you? That's, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but, but people talked about you. I, I never saw it, but people sort of talk. <laughs> but we never really, in fairness, we never really trained nah. together. Um, I, he taught us, you, tra- you said you trained him the first time. I trained him just at the end when, when it was Gordon Stratton. Yeah. You were kind of yeah. coming at your end of the time, I was starting to train the first team. But not, yeah, not the end of my career time, but the end of my Celtic, Celtic time career. Yeah. yeah, no, but you know, well, I, thought, I think we all had a, a soft ah, because- spot for you guys really because you were you did slaughter us but then mate I remember being in the Lexus a couple of times you gave us yeah. lifted training and a lift back for training and I used to say didn't know if you, if you play well in training you train well you can drive the Lexus back to the club or something <laughs> that which you never I used to say never if you work really really hard I mean really really hard you can maybe drive a car like this one day <laughs> it was an awful car as well wasn't it it wasn't a nice black Lexus I know I, I thought better you and Tom were quite I thought you and Tom were good to us took an interest slaughtered us we, we love that as kids, eh? I think you, I think you, I honestly think when a first team player does that as if they, they know you and they yeah. care at least care for you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. See if you're just you walk in and they receive it and like you, you don't feel a part of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Another one means you're handing it in the mail. Better get used to that because you'll be watching the world. Good times though. So you your youth career, Norwich. Yep. Yeah. You're um, a cricketer as well as a kid, don't you? Yeah, you've done your research. Yeah, you you? Um well actually I, yeah, I mean I I was 
I was okay at schoolboy level football. Went for uh, trials at Norwich. At the centre of excellence would have been gone, wouldn't they? When you when you were sort of yeah, no, you, you're looking at me. Excellence like was never yeah, well. Yeah, and well, that was yeah. I was never excellent, and they sort of kicked us out of there when I was twelve. So I uh, I I like my cricket. Uh, I was, you know, my dad was a big influence on. Uh, on my football career, he was a school teacher, but I used to play cricket, football and cricket, that's what it was. So I used to play them sort of an equal measure. Now you have to choose, don't you? You know, yeah. the seasons overlap so much. Um, and actually, in my last school year, I've got two elder sisters and elder brother. I was the only only one of the family to fail an exam. I only failed, I think, two GCSEs. And my dad says, you're going to have to leave school and go and get a job. So I got a job as a clerk at Norfolk County Council. And uh, but in in that time before I actually got the job, I got another trial at Norwich City. He did well in the sort of local county cup competition. Scored a hat trick in the semi final, hat trick in the final. Norwich gave us a, a a short trial period, two weeks. This was right at the end of the season, and then gave us a two year YTS, and then the old the old apprenticeship. And then within that two years, I uh, I was in Norwich City's first team. See, wow. you see that was it when you were in the first team? Was it intimidating in the changing room with the senior players? Yeah, look, I mean, actually going into the club was intimidating. I mean, I was brought up in a sort of little village just outside uh, outside Norwich, and because I'd been released at twelve uh, from Norwich, all the most of the other boys who I'd gone back in with, they'd been part of the schoolboy system. So, and uh, so when I went back in, they were all sort of together and a click, and I was an outsider, and that's the way it's remained throughout yeah, it's my stuck. career. I was just going to say that it's stuck. So, did you clean boots now? Because I obviously remember doing the big yeah. bow sports. Used to clean boots. Um, Can I imagine to, you cleaning boots? No, well, I used to like. I used to like all that sort of stuff. We used to have to uh, like sweep the changing rooms, mop the changing rooms, pick the players. Kit up, slips up, so it slips up. You never used to. I've picked do a that. few years up. I have no skids. Skids, I've skids, eh? Who was so, still do? Gives us fifty quid a week to fix his slips up. Who was the big players in that dressing room? What do you know? Norwich have never had. Norwich have never had big players. Well, we did. We did. Norwich have never had big players, have they? So when were you? What, what year were you 91. born? Ninety-one. Well, ninety-two, ninety-three. The inaugural Premier League season. Norwich City nearly won the Premier League. Um, but we, we uh, like the, the season after we finished third, um, we beat Bayern Munich in the Olympic Stadium. But no, it's a you know it's a big deal. We had a, we had a really good team. Uh, Jeremy Goss scored the Jeremy Goss. I know Jeremy Goss. Where, did, where did he play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was two at this time. Yeah, the beauty of it uh, was for me back then is you could see a, a a pathway. They're not the big squads like they are now, where they're, a, you know, you have the under twenty threes, you have twenty five yeah. man uh, first team squads. This is this is down south. It's a little bit different, you know, up in Scotland. But if you were doing uh, well in the youth team, there were sort of probably six or seven uh, boys on the YTS in my year, same same the year above, then you had your young pros. If you were doing well in the in the youth team, you get picked in the reserves. The reserves was a really good standard where we'd play the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham. And, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd gone from 16 uh, playing schoolboy football to then going into, into uh, the reserves in a short space of time, a couple of months later, playing against the likes of Paul Davis, uh, Paul Walsh, Vinnie Sandwich, you know, hardened, mm. uh, experienced <clears throat> pros. And, and, you know, you had to learn quick. Uh, and then literally, um, 
you know, I was okay at centre-half, but because um, there was an injury in the first team at Norwich, it was who's doing well in the reserves. And then you're sort of just slung in and it's it's sink or swim. So it's all about really getting the opportunity. The yeah. truth is, had I been at a, uh, at a Manchester United maybe or a... Or an Arsenal, or a Liverpool, or a absolutely. You know that may not have been there the pathway. Yeah. Well, I, I've I've read a few few things that you've done, you? and yeah. coaches were uh, coaches were a big thing in your life. But your dad as well. Was yeah. your dad quite tough on you? Yeah, t- tough love. Uh, you, you know, I've got no doubt that I'd still be working at Norfolk County Council if uh, if my dad hadn't influenced me in the way that he did. Uh, yeah. Massive on training. And, um, you know, those after I got released from Norwich, those years, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16 he used to just, uh, you know, he used to do a lot of training with him, uh, a lot of running. Now, you know, I don't have to say, I was never the quickest, yeah. you know, clearly wasn't the quickest. I, you know, I wasn't the best. I, I never had the best endurance, certainly when I was younger. But those years, the training which he made me do but you know he did kick me up the backside and and you know really accentuate the point that I you know I needed to train and, and to try as hard as I possibly could when I actually went back in at Norwich uh, I always thought I had the edge on the boys who had gone up through the schoolboy uh, system because I, I I was I was hungrier than them mm. and I went back and in in the pre-season I mean it would have been the same at Celtic with you uh, the youth team coach, you know, was always make sure you finish first, you know, make sure you, uh, you know, beat the first team in running. And, uh, and you know, I hit, I hit the ground running, you know, I was, a, I was a, you know, quite a good athlete by then. And that was all always down to my dad. We used to go and visit my grandparents at, uh, at Lowestoft when they were alive. And I used to think, oh, that'd be nice going to see my nanny and granddad. And he used to run the bollocks off us, off the slopes dad. and the sand dunes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, you know, it's all for a reason. But he was a, you know, professional himself and sort of knew, Knew what it took. Now, you know, through those years, he, you know, probably didn't have any idea whether I'd make it or not. But that put me in a in a really good place. And without without that uh, um, with, without that backing from him and that base fitness which I had, I, there's no way I'd have been a yeah, professional. Yeah. John must have missed all that training. Isn't it? John, <laughs> John, John, John was the golden next. boy. He got the balls out for John, didn't he? That <laughs> worked, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Better with juggling balls with yeah. John. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's, that's harsh. Harsh. You coach his that's kids as well. He's a hero. One of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. Much nicer, yeah. haven't he? Aye. He's a very different, aren't he? Well, yeah, it was 10 years between us. John was an afterthought. He just appeared one Christmas. <laughs> Boxing day. John, come and meet your new brother. Did you never take was... him out and show him a wee bit of a few skills or two? No, I was uh, winning the Premier League. <laughs> when, uh, when was... He's back, isn't he? Love it. Love it. Uh, see, when you're coming through Norris, did you have a first team player that you kind of modelled your game on that you looked up to? Um, Real Fox. <laughs> How can I model so the game on Real Fox, the tricky winger? Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> but I, did, uh, I, I was lucky at Norwich. I, I was really lucky at Norwich because I went into an experienced first team, although you don't know any of the players. Uh, but good. You're more happy with that, are you? Uh, Is it, no, it's up to you. You, don't, you want to neglect your research. That's fine by me. <laughs> but they were uh, the likes of Ian Crook. Ian Crook used to smoke 40 cigarettes a day. You wouldn't have heard of him, of course. Couldn't head, couldn't tackle. Josh would have heard of him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, brilliant technician, brilliant passer. Um, came to Norwich from Spurs. I think the likes of Glenn Hoddle, you know, kept him out of the team. I think we can all understand that. Yeah. But the, the the season where Mike Walker realised that I was a liability at the back where we finished third in the league, had a negative goal difference. 
he moved me up front the next season. And a number of the goals I scored that season were just off a little free kick routine where he'd put the ball down, would make eye contact, I'd make the run, he'd put it on a plate and I'd score and then I'd I'd neglect him and run off and celebrate myself. And uh, But that was that was down to him. And then Rural Fox, you mentioned him, he was a brilliant, brilliant footballer. He was yeah. my mate as well. But in... These players taught me how to play, you know, in uh, in off the line, round the corner, get in line, all, all stuff like that. It's a, it's a really good upbringing, uh, you know, at, at Norwich and good coaches. We had a coach called David Williams. You, you know, I don't expect you would have heard of him. Did a lot of keep ball stuff, stuff, possession stuff, a lot of twin striker play. And it was, you know, it was really good. And, and, and we were always, you know, we were always hit with the stick and, you know, taught to be hungry. Mike Walker was our reserve team manager. And it was, you know, it was a lot of a dog-eat-dog situation. You know, you've you, you got to keep pushing, you've got to keep trying and you get what you uh, what you deserve. Do you need to be really tough as a kid to come through? Do, do you know what, honestly? Do you think that's a bit? Uh, no, uh, I don't know. It's each to their own, isn't it? Every, you know, everybody, you know, has, has, a, has a different sort of uh, character, different personality. When I first went in at Norwich, I used to, I mean, there was a lot of, you're in youth teams as well, and you know, there's a lot of sort of fights and things. And I used to think when I first went, oh, just leave me alone. You know, I don't want to be, uh, don't want to be a part of that. And then so I, you were one of the main character, Chris. Now, no, no, because because you know I'd, I'd come in from the outside, yeah. And I and uh, so how do you get respect? You get respect from um, from your performances, uh, you know, on the pitch, the way you train. And then I just learned to become a complete asshole like everybody else, and then I overtook them. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so 25 goals that season, off a free kicks, as you've just said. Uh, was there a lot of offers coming in after that? Was there a what? A yeah. lot of offers. Did you yeah. have an agent at this time? Uh, well, I, there's a guy called Eric Hall, who you couldn't well, my dad, he, he was, he was my agent. He, he was my agent for a uh, for a for a while. He's, uh, he's he's passed away now, I think. Eric, he was one of the big agents at the time. Monster, monster. He was he was known, but my dad put a, a stop to that. He was a large in life character. Listen, Why did I, your dad put a stop to it? Sorry, um, because he uh, he didn't believe in agents. Uh, now that was you know that was that was his opinion. I mean, my views on agents are that you know if if the player is happy with their particular deal then you know that's that's fine you know there are good agents there are bad agents I'm not saying Eric was a bad agent as my dad put a stop to and I just did what, what, you were told. what my dad told me even when you're scoring 25 goals in the, in the, in the league you're still listening to your dad uh oh yeah absolutely you know I mean my dad passed away at boxing day and you know he was unwell the last sort of decade but I always you know after games always phone my dad I can't it was a little bit like Martin O'Neill I can't remember the amount of times that he actually said I played well, it was always you need to do better at this, you know. But that was good. I, you know, yeah. that's probably why I'm such a miserable fucker. But that was a, <laughs> but that you know, I, I I sort of like that. You know, I can't I can't ever remember coming off a pitch and thinking, you know, that I performed perfectly. And I always used to use that as, as I don't know, you know, what you guys saw. I always used to use that as a driving force and sort of think. You know. yeah. I always say because of the, I've said that loads of times because of the way you were was and playing and stuff like that, that the rest of my career I know it's a shite career but it was a breeze after that because you could take criticism Yeah, it was installed into you as a young kid and that's and gone you though that's stead. gone for the game has it? I, I don't know I mean for example uh, um, like the young lads at Celtic coming through were uh, they would have been a bit older than you McGeady and, uh, and, and Maloney now, now, yeah. now you know both really talented boys weren't they yeah. but 
they both wanted a ball for themselves and we used to just batter them in training. And actually, you know, maybe that helped, you know, eventually, I mean, you know, I wouldn't call it, you know, I certainly wouldn't call it uh, bullying in any respect, but we used to make it quite clear that they should release the ball a bit quicker. But that's part of the learning curve. Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a, you know, as an issue. And then, you know, the truth is, is, is some people, you know, as I said, different personalities and, and, and you know, with you boys, we knew you could take it. And I'm not, not looking for an out here, but, but, you know, <laughs> if we knew it was going to affect somebody in a particular way, then, you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. And that's where we had, you know. Yeah, it was more the pretty, lively ones yeah. that you would do it to, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, that's why we had a pretty solid dressing room. And, and, you know, Darren O'D was, uh, he deserved that. He deserved that. I mean, I mean Darren, I once drove, this is how thick. He stole a career, Darren O'D, didn't he? He's that thick. I once drove him back to his digs in East Kilbride, and he actually didn't know where they were. Darren, <laughs> strange, strange boy. And then decided to go to Blackburn, big man? Yeah, went to Blackburn. Wonder why. Cash. Jack Walker, aren't He's not went for the love of the game, he's went for that. How dare you? Well, Norwich, well, the reason I left Norwich is um, I'd signed a new deal just before Christmas at Norwich, uh, and the chairman, uh, Robert Chase had said that they're going to loosen the purse strings. We've just beaten Bayern Munich in, in Europe, although you weren't aware of it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, actually, he's a big German, didn't he? Munich Boris Becker. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> say Boris Becker. He's Tommy, Tommy Coyne. You're more Tommy Coyne. He's a bit like Tommy Coyne, isn't he? Oh, sure. Right. He? That's a good yeah, Tommy Coyne's like quite a good-looking guy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, so I say, oh, you're probably not interested, but I signed a new deal at Norwich and the you chairman You've seen that, though, don't you? That's too much now. <laughs> that I'm not interested. You were one of his heroes growing up. He's a massive Celtic fan. Really? I didn't know that. Um, well, more Larson, but you were kind of one of his heroes. <laughs> they put one, it was a tongue zip, put me off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I signed a new deal. Should we just get Norwich over with because you're not interested? No, I don't um, care. But signed a new deal and the chairman said, we're, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're going to loosen the purse strings. Mike Walker cleared off to Everton two weeks later. They sold Royal Fox to, uh, to Newcastle. So, you know, I wanted to leave. So did Nothing you make it clear that you wanted to leave? Uh, yes. I went to see the chairman and said, I... Want to go? I actually held a press conference uh, at Norwich because what the chairman had said—I need to remember this rightly. What the chairman had said uh, is that if I wasn't there the next season, then he wouldn't be there. So he said that publicly. Anyway, I'd gone and signed for Blackburn, and that was for five million pounds. That was the uh, the fee at that particular time, and uh, so I had to sit in a press conference with the chairman having already signed for Blackburn and the chairman said that um, they they wouldn't sell me unless they got £5 million. And I'd already signed Same for Blackburn. For so it's an odd, it's an, it's an, it's an odd press conference. Yeah. Oh, were you not a Norwich fan? Uh, I'm a fan of football. I was a Nottingham Forest fan when right. I was younger because I was born in Nottingham, but I'm sure you knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> and then I was brought up in, in Norfolk. Why Blackburn though? Sorry, why Blackburn? Why Blackburn? Because they Black, won the Black, Blackburn were pushing. I could, um, I could have gone to Manchester United. Wait a minute. Uh, and you went to Blackburn? I didn't get this. You and Sheena, why would, why would you not Blackburn United? Uh, Kenny 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 I, I could have gone to, um, I could have gone to Spurs. I could have gone to um, Arsenal. I could have gone anywhere at that particular time. I mean, they were all Liverpool. Roy Evans had just taken over at Liverpool. You went to Blackburn Rovers? What, what does the stadium you? How, 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 how,
Uh, what was what you was know the reason? reason? I just told uh, do you. Do you not see? Do you not look at league tables? Do you not? No, do but you, do you not smell where success could possibly be? Just, Blackburn were the up and coming team. I'm sure you would have researched Blackburn. Uh, they were Walker. signing sort of all Jack Walker. Jack Walker, and you know you talk about football club owners. He, uh, you know, he was a local guy, um, um, self-made millionaire through steel. Loved the town, built the stadium, wanted to give the you know, the town something back. I think that's, you know, that's incredible ownership. Now, people would look and say, well, you know, a large part of that was Jack's money, which which I'm not going to, I'm not going to say bought the title. You want to say that. I can I see it. You do. You, you probably will say that I can that smell later. it. I can smell it. But can smell it coming it's not, it's not that easy. So then you get the right man in place, Kenny Douglish, and, uh, and, and you know, Blackburn, Blackburn had, had gone close mm. the season before. They just needed that final piece in the jigsaw. Can you remember that first chat with Kenny? Um, yeah, I remember him him calling me um, at home in Norwich, and you know, talking Fox about. Uh, yeah, as in, I mean, you know, he's a legend, isn't he? Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, in all, was in awe of him as a player, as sort of everybody in the country was, you know, at that particular time, and and where Blackburn were going. But I like, I liked Blackburn. I liked, you know, I liked the club. I liked the fact that. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, that most of the the board was sort of local businessmen. It, it, it felt like a friendly club. Going from Norwich to Blackburn was sort of night and day down south. You know, all the Norwich boys were saying, "Oh, it rains up time, uh, rains all the time up north, and what have you." But I like, you know, I like the club. Is it true you had done it before you, the day oh, before you signed? Yeah, that's the only research I've done. Yeah, yeah. got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> all I'm interested in. Who did? Who were you out with? I was out with Brian Gunn and a few of the other. I can't really Brian remember. Brian Gunn, goalkeeper. Yeah, Scotland goalkeeper. How, how, many caps, man how, many how many caps for Scotland? I think he's got about 17 caps for Scotland. Three, I think. <laughs> he was an Norwich manager at a later stage. Yeah, also, he was, yeah, also was a comms guy as well, so there you go. There's a bit of research. Yeah, that's good, yeah. No, as I was out with him and I got misled, led astray as you do as a young guy, and I dived into a uh, convertible mini uh, head-on and bent the indicator a little bit, and then I went to a nightclub and upstairs and then the, the police came in and I went out the fire exit and jumped in a taxi to go home and then three police cars around the taxi and How, what, did you, what had you done in the nightclub like? nothing in the nightclub just in the car just bent the indicator when I dived in and three police came for that yeah uh, it's not a lot happens in Norfolk because you're a big name and, uh, and like, so I got put in the cells are we I, in the cells yeah 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 got put in the cells yeah and did you think the move could be off uh, no all I was worried about was my dad I, I, I hadn't really thought about the move. I just kept thinking, my dad's going to kill me. If you can't get any contact with him, could you? No, you're allowed one call. One call? Listen, you must have been arrested. <laughs> you, you must know that procedure. Given that, that like, you're innocent. So did Liverpool bring... Uh, sorry, did Blackburn bring... Blackburn away. Uh, so did Blackburn... Because it was Kenny Douglas Liverpool. Did Blackburn bring that up the next day or was it... Nah, Kenny, it? Kenny laughed it off. Oh, good. So, uh, what was his management style like? Well, I haven't said that. I'd already signed for Blackburn, hadn't I? So there's nothing he could do about it, really. He couldn't attack me because I had the press conference at Norwich. Oh, okay. So, uh, but he he was fine. You know, young young men. We make mistakes. We all make mistakes. That's don't we? it. It's a bit learning for them. What was uh, Kenny's management style like? Um, I, I I liked. I really liked Kenny. I I think he was similar to to Martin O'Neill. He knew how he wanted to set the team out. He knew what was required from uh, from each player. He he wasn't a, a big talker, but when 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 he spoke, you listened. He knew every player, every single player in the, in the Premier League inside out. Talk about um, their strengths, their weaknesses, what to think, how to think. Did he coach though? 
like yeah. on the training pitch. Um, yeah, at times. And and Ray Harford, um, who's who's passed away now, was his his sidekick. He was the one who would take training. To, uh, Kenny would would delegate. Uh, and we were we were um, you know four four two. Reliant, very reliant on our wingers. We knew our strengths. I mean, Manchester United had an unbelievable team mm. back then, and that was just the start of of, uh, of of their success. But we were, I mean, we were very, very streetwise. Um, our team. We knew what our, what our strengths were. Our, you know, our wingers worked like Trojans. We were very solid at the back. We had a really good goalkeeper, Tim Flowers, uh, and uh, and we weren't frightened to get balls into the box. You know, myself so what, and you're downplaying. Uh, you're talking about the midfield got. You and Shearer won them the league. Let's be honest. No, I, 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 I definitely disagree with that. Oof. Because it was it Walcox it, and Ripley on either wing. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, Albany. you know, you'll have to get Allen on it, but you know, I don't know that that's possible or not. He wants uh, to come on, but we're just kind of waiting. Um, waiting. But you know, it, it'd tell you the same. The wingers, you know, were so so important. Tim Sherwood was a you know really good captain, yeah. uh, good midfielder, and the other midfielder alongside Tim was Slackcroft. No, Mark oh, Atkins, who was on. the one everybody Mark forgets. Atkins. Mark Atkins. Wow. And Atkins. You know, and, and you know, Kenny used to say he's the best finisher at the club, Mark Atkins. Um, but you know, good good player. And we we started the season and we were absolutely flying. And uh, and then the, the confidence just grew. We knew we could score goals. We were solid defensively. It was only sort of at the, the latter end of the season where we where we started to sort of. Uh, Colin panic. Hendry was trying his best to lose it, wasn't he? Well, he was, uh, he was all right. Yeah, we sort of lost away, lost away a little bit, but none of us had. Uh, you know, we were quite a young team. We didn't have any. Well, we had Tony Gale, who was who was thirty five, who played the first half of the season. But other than that, we didn't have any sort of players who had been there and done it. Oh, which yeah. is why, you know, when the wheels started to come off towards the end, we're looking at Kenny, and that's where Kenny. How what did know, he was, do well at that stage of the season? What well, he sort of calm, calmed, calmed us, calmed us down. Settled us down, and uh, and you know eventually we got over the over the line. It was the last of the forty-two game seasons. And bearing in mind the two games against Manchester United, we, I mean, I don't know whether you, you know you've seen the games. We were absolutely robbed. First one one nil up, um, and Henningberg gets sent off. Uh, never a penalty. Cantona scores the penalty. They go on to win four two, and then we equalise at Old Trafford. Last minute, Shearer gets up over Roy Keane, heads it back across Tim Tim Sherwood scores. Goal disallowed. I mean, they had it all going their own way. Um, and then, you know, of course, you know, the, the last day, I mean, that's one of the great ends to, to Premier League seasons where it's still, I still watch that game uh, Upton Park where Andy Cole goes through in the, in the last seconds of the game and McCloskey saves it with his, yeah. with his legs. Incredible. So I keep thinking he's going to Yeah. Um, so, so uh, I mean, actually getting beat didn't matter if we hadn't, didn't win the game. And United won, and then that would have been it. But uh, we we got there in the end. Aye. Need to know about him and Shearer. Aye, straight away. I, do you know what I want to know? Who was the big characters in that changing room? Uh, Tim Sherwood. Sherwood was legend. Yeah, good. He's, he was a you know he's, he he was an excellent player, but he was you know he's a young man at that particular time. It was interesting because he was one who everybody looked up to. Of course, you you know your captains are. I don't know. I don't know nowadays actually whether the captain's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. It did feel that back then, and of course Shearer, sort of his, 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 uh, you know, his mental strength. I mean, his goals that season. I mean, he was is an absolute machine. Sort of low back, left, just pinging him into the corner. Good in the air. Similar to similar to Larson in terms of wasn't the biggest, but he was the you know the best in the air. Phenomenal spring. 
I played against him as a centre-half Norwich uh, and he was Southampton centre-forward. I think we drew the game nil-nil, but I remember sort of trying to nick in front of him and him holding him. I was thinking, he's strong, yeah. really strong. And that was, bef- you know, Southampton, he did okay, but he wasn't really prolific. Went to Blackburn, I think the first game, he scored a couple of goals against Crystal Palace and he just kicked on. And his numbers throughout his career were ridiculous. And bearing, in mind he had two, bearing in mind he had two serious, serious knee injuries. Yeah. I mean, you know, incredible, and he's still still the top. How did you just get on off the off the field? Just quite, well, a lot to, a do lot you need to be like that about straight no, part? Well, <laughs> not really. I mean, look, I'd gone there. With, so I'd gone there when I was uh, I'd have been nineteen twenty, and uh, the the striker the previous season was a guy called Mike Newell. You'd know Mike. He played up at Aberdeen, yeah. but good player was Mike, and they used to travel in together from Formby every day with uh, with Tim Flowers, the goalkeeper. And, and, you know, basically I'd gone there to take Mike's place. So maybe, I, you know, I overthought things and, yeah. you know, they must have talked about me. I don't, you know, I don't know what we said, but, um, you know, he was always all right. But I never understood. I used, I used to knock around with Ian Pearce, who was a... a West Ham set, Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Uh, and he used to live <laughs> near me. And we used to Fulham as well. You knew that, though. <laughs> uh, so we used to knock around together. And, uh, and then, but, you know, me and Alan gone. Fine, a lot, a lot was made about that, but because you're sort of partner someone, it doesn't mean you, you know, you have to be best mates. I can imagine that training was very fiery though, because if it likes a David Batten, David Batten, I can see a lot of training fights happening there. No, look, I think Batten was, was in the game, Champions League game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like Gwent Abbey bit for this? Uh, yeah, yeah, Spartak Moscow is a minus 15, and then they just started. To warm themselves up, like just yeah. to warm themselves up. Just uh, there was no fighting your own team. I never liked that. You never see us two fighting. Never. Know what I mean? Don't like that. Uh, I, look, I, I, I mean, Lasso was a Lasso was a sort of fiery character, and and Batty was you know tough. Batty was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, bite and snap, and and you know Batty probably did what everybody else wanted to do and sort of smashed us up. Was training like that on a regular? Yeah. Was it like that on a regular basis in training? Uh, no, yes. Yes and no, but you, I mean, you know, you've Most played. Most teams, yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it happens all the time, you know, what, whatever, people bring things in uh, training from the home life, whatever, you know, somebody's aggravated as a, a challenge, somebody says something, catches you at the wrong moment. I mean, the amount of people who used to sort of swing for me, I mean, probably every player at Celtic would have swung for me at one time or another. Can you would have swung back or would you just wind them up and then walk away? Uh, the only one I had a like, tussle with Oliver Tebbley once, and the lads. It's a bad one to pick Oliver Tebbley. I'd, I'd, I'd have ripped his head off. The, the lads. <laughs> it was one of those. Well, I was pretending to fight back. Please hold me really. back. Yeah. The only one, the only person who ever actually caught me at Celtic was Jim Henry. You know, Jim. The, Fitness coach, big boy. Yeah, and the, I liked Jim, and he he, he was, you know, Jim. Don't uh-huh. I mean, he's just chiselled, absolutely mm-hmm. chiselled. Jim was, and. Um, and he used to help me up in the gym, and you know he's very well. He sure helped you yeah, and yeah. squats and and uh, bench press. Uh, do you work out? Uh, <laughs> do you remember the start when he said about we wouldn't keep going at the same guy? <laughs> no, it's just not. It's just, it's just he's got his top on. Um, so so anyway, so Jim is standing. We used to have the the covers the big black covers when it was uh, frosty at Barrowfield. Yeah. So he's standing there one morning and, uh, you know, I really like Jim. And he's talking to uh, Lenny and Tomo and Henrik and Johan. But he's standing right by the cover. 
So I'm thinking this is a great opportunity. So I take a run up and I muck Jim over this cover and he's like topples over. I mean, I've hit him really hard. <laughs> and uh, and all the lads are loving it. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking this is this is great or whatever. And anyway, Jim gets up, right? And he starts to run after me and he's limping, Jim. And he's saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> And I'm, getting, I'm running off and he's trying to catch me and I'm and all like, he says, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'll start to get a bit nervous. nervous. And anyway, about four days later, every time I see Jim, I'm with someone just thinking <laughs> because he's, he's yeah, going to kill me. Yeah. And anyway, I think things are amicable and we're walking, um, we're walking where the gym was. It was upstairs at Celtic. So we walk through reception into that little corridor where you get the stairs up to the gym. And I turn around to talk to Jim and he just goes, and he's, Punches me in the side of the head, and uh, and I go, oh. I, go, I, go uh, split second to make a decision. I go straight down. He says, "You ever do that again?" He says, "He says I need an operation on my knee." He says, "I'll fucking kill you." And uh, I, oh, sorry, Jim, sorry. And that, that was it. Wait, did you shit yourself? He was an animal. You been having you? <laughs> see, back in the days, I never, I never knocked him over again. See that that, that kind of era where you won the Premier League that year was uh, was it still a drinking culture back then? Or yeah. that gone? How did Kenny Douglas like that? Um, no, so, but, but I mean, look, this sounds really bad, but I didn't think that the the drinking was a, a major problem as long as you you know trained as long hard. as you trained hard, you know, at the right time. And when I first went in, into Norwich, you know, I'd never touched a drop of alcohol before. You know, I was sixteen, and there was a massive drinking culture you get on the uh, coach I mean we used to you know Norwich is miles from anywhere Manchester Liverpool London used to just big okay. crates of lagers on the way home and uh, and fish and I'm chips professional that mate isn't it yeah, that, it's in- incredible yeah. I mean you know five hours six hours and everybody you know everybody used to just get off the coach polluted <laughs> and then go into Norwich <laughs> incredible. but surely that wasn't the case at Blackburn when you're going for the Premier League uh, we uh, had a few but not you know not you know, it wasn't, but you know, there's a time. To, there's, there's a time to have a bit. I mean, look, the truth is, is, is you know, it was far too excessive back then. Absolutely, mm. you know, players nowadays don't, you know, mo- a lot of them don't touch a drop. Do you get a beer with Kenny Douglas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bit like Alan, we weren't sort of close, close. But I always liked the. Ma- I mean, Kenny was a bit aloof. You can't have your yeah. manager sort of close to you. Yeah. I think there's merit meets eye with him and Sheila Joe. I think yeah. there's a bit match went on we used to, and you're not letting us on yet. But I think it's two big personalities. Twenty-two goals the season before. Not, not really. No. No. Were you always in competition with your strike partner in terms of goals at that age? Is it at a young age? Uh, No, I sort of wanted to to be the best, but I I, look. It's it's still the same. No, I understand pecking orders. You know, and, and you know that's the thing about football. I don't, I don't have a problem if someone's playing in the team who was a. You know who's better than me? That's not, that's not an issue, and and you you absolutely know it. The problem comes is when you're dropped and they put someone shit in, don't they? You know that's yeah. uh, that's that's a sort of problem. And then so I was always quite reasonable. You know, I knew when I was playing well, I could take criticism. Uh, there wasn't many times, honestly, where I'd really argue back with a manager over something. I think you played badly. You sit there, you take it, you keep your mouth shut, and you try and do better next time. Yeah, on that title race. Did you think Man United had started to crack when Cantona come for kick the fan? Surely you are thinking they've gone here. Did you see the can- uh, can- where, where, where were you sitting when you, that, the news broke that Cantona can't remember now? I can't, can't remember, but I saw Cantona said the only thing he regrets is not kicking him harder. Harder. Didn't, 
Well done. Uh, but that, that, I mean, a lot, a lot is still made of that. I think. Um, so the, you know, was that the turning point? No, I don't think so. You know, it, it was what it was. He did, you know, he did what he did. Was the punishment too harsh? Some people think yes. Some people think no. I mean, Blackburn had lost Shearer for a large part of the previous season, I think, and finished close. So you can't, you can't think like that. And then you look at the refereeing decisions as well, which had happened. With 42 games, you, you, des- not. you deserve to win. Uh, right, nerves on the last day, though. Must have I know you spoke a wee players. bit about it, but you didn't seem the type that would get nervous, but you must oh, have been yeah. out there. Yeah, it was because, because we were in front. So to come from behind and then nick it would have, you know, would have been a, an incredible feeling. We were nine points clear, six games to go. I'd scored a, a, a QPR, Loftus Road, with one one nil, and I thought that that was it. And then we lost like to Manchester City, who were in the relegation zone. That's that's good players. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the game. The game before the end of the season was at Newcastle. Uh, and we beat them 1-0. Tim Flowers was incredible. Shearer scored a trademark head of far post, and we were so lucky. We were so lucky to beat them. Uh, and, you know, that was where uh, Sir Alex has sort of said, you know, they need, um, needed a Devon lock and, uh, you know, and put massive sort of trying mind games pressure. We, did, we, did, we weren't, you're not worried or phased about that. It's just the thought of what if... So in the end, so we, we get over the line, however we do it, there was that sort of brief period, it felt like, eternity when, um, when uh, um, Redknapp scores, still the game going on at West Ham, and then, um, you know, fi- finally the final whistle's blown and there's sort of half a minute, I think, and then we knew from the reaction of the crowd. And it, but it was just relief. Did Kenny ever mention Ferguson's main games to you? Did he ever speak about Ferguson? Not really, but Kenny was... Brilliant himself in all the interviews. Yeah. Used to just bat. You know, looking back, and they had that too heavy mix, isn't it? Don't know. You saw the program Fever Pitch the other night. Looking back, oh, they were sort of sparring. It was good. And to be fair, and I can't remember at the time, but you know, Sir Alex congratulated Blackburn probably through gritted teeth. But you yeah. know, you see the interview and uh, fair play. And they, I mean, that you know, some achievement really. Uh, you know what what Blackburn actually did when you think about that United side, which. You know, they'd started to build through the nineties. They were they were the best ever Premier League team, I thought. Yeah. Do you think manager mind games actually work? Not so much now. I think it's a very much tactical now. But probably back in the days, I would imagine so. It depends whether you fall for it. Well, you know, what what do you remember? Keegan, remember we Keegan? Keegan, yeah. yeah. But that's a lot of that is sort of passion. You know, passion, pride. You're caught in the moment. But as as players. you know, it's what you focus on. You wouldn't really focus on, you know, you're not going to worry that Fergie says it's a, you know, Dev, Devon Lock situation when you're you're going out about that particular comment. You're still trying to focus on the same thing. Maybe yeah. we lost a bit of confidence uh, towards towards the end, which, you know, happens. Yeah. Um, when did you hear that they'd lost? Sorry, sorry. When, when, so uh, so that was about 30 seconds, 30 seconds later. But and just Kenny shouts on, and then no, not care what you heard from the crowd because you know people you? people had radios back then. It's yeah. amazing. So <laughs> was your, I wanted to ask you, was your dad there that day? No, no. Would have seen the house. He'd have been at home. Have you seen the first person you? Did you phone him? Yeah, I phoned. Yeah, I would have phoned him. Yeah. What a feeling that must have been. I think I missed a chance that day. I think he said I should have done. Oh, he never said it that day. You'd won the Premier League. He pulled you up for a chance. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes you the better, though, doesn't it? Of course, it's an elite mentality. 
And uh, yeah, and Alan went home to Chris Otis' fence. That's how he That's celebrated. It. Yeah. How was the rest of the team celebrations? You he, just go went home or what? To Chris Otis' fence. What? <laughs> What's that? That's what he said. Oh, went and fixed his how fence. are you going to celebrate, Alan? He said, I'm going to Chris out my fence. Oh. Is that what type of guy he was like? Uh -huh. No, that was banter. God, oh, is that his banter, is it? How did you win the Premier League with that's part, part, part of the dressing room? That's part of uh, you and Craig. You should have been relegated to that. That's part, part of you and Craig. That <laughs> we we were a few years later. <laughs> <laughs> but see, at that stage, Timmy, when you won the league that, that young, did you envisage your career going on to win Premier League after Premier League? I didn't. It's, to be honest, I didn't Didn't think of it like that. I was sort of happy, just happy in the moment, really. And then, you, you know, obviously I thought maybe... You know, we would kick on next season. Next season, we had a disaster. Kenny went upstairs. Why? Uh, Why did he go upstairs? Look, I don't know. That's a question you'd, you'd have to ask him, really. Um, for whatever reason, we never really... Ray Harford took over. Always difficult. Yes, it's Always true. difficult <clears throat> as a coach uh, stepping up. And I think we didn't, we didn't um, recruit well in that summer. And that's something I think over the years you've seen with, uh, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson's teams... You know, just some sort of crazy recruitment at times and you'll sit there and are slightly baffled. But, you know, they've always strengthened well. Not that I'm comparing Blackburn to Manchester United, but we no. didn't we didn't sort of recruit well and uh, that affected the second season. I think we still ended up finishing seventh or eighth. But yeah. as a title defence, the truth is that's pretty awful. And never challenged again, which is so strange, mate, isn't it? Parks I comes in after that. Roy Hodgson and Brian Kidd, the managers, eventually get relegated in 1999. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite quick of uh, a drop, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, Brian Kidd coming in. Uh, Again, a coach. Sir, uh, Sir Alex's sidekick came in with a big big reputation. It didn't happen. He, he brought a lot of a lot of players in, tried to change up. Uh, I, d I didn't play a lot in the second half of the season. I had a groin injury and it just all sort of fell apart. And in the end, I, I didn't really want to leave Blackburn, but I sort of had to go in the end. See, when things aren't going well, you've obviously been at a lot of successful clubs, but when it aren't going, what kind of player in the dressing room are you? Do you get on people, stay quiet, focus on yourself? No, but what, what kind of character are you when things aren't going well? I think that, uh, I think I'm misunderstood. I think like at, uh, I think like at Celtic, for example, I always thought it was pretty, pretty fair. So when, when people like Neil Lennon were just shouting, shit throughout the game like whipping balls in around your throat and, and saying hold it up if you know you sort of let him go with it once or get away, let him get away with it once or twice but then the third time I'd hit him with something back uh, but I, you know genuinely and I, I don't think players ever lack effort but if something's going wrong I mean Didier Agat always used to hit the first man mm. at crosses he's a brilliant player Didier Agat but didn't see the point in giving them a, a kicking, really. You know, yeah. maybe it's a think about this or, you know, whatever. Or if somebody doesn't, you know, pass a ball, just, you know, talk it through, really. Yeah. Uh, and I never really, I don't know, but I used to sometimes think, and I'm not including Neil in this, but sometimes think that the the biggest shouters were... The ones that were, hate. Yeah, were, were the sort of frauds at times. Mm. And, and before before games... Die. You know, Leave the it. people who sort of shout, you know, it's okay, you can encourage, but there's levels of encouragement. Yeah. But then Chelsea? What a Was there any other clubs I, I at the time? We, we're not talking about that. Do you like to talk about Chelsea? No, okay, yeah. 
That's fine. Yeah, uh, I don't no, know what happened to Manchester game. United again. again. Yeah, mate, he's had a disaster. Well, I've never flung anyone off the show, but you've not, man. You're right. So, what, Alex Ferguson phone, you go, nah, I'm going to go to Chelsea. No, he didn't like him at all. <laughs> no, what's Fergie done to you? No, Chelsea were, I was like projects. That's why I like you too. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> so, so, Chelsea was a little bit like Blackburn, but posher. And, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, no, I fancied, and, uh, you know, I liked, uh, I really liked Viali. Now, Again, I don't know how much of him as a player you'd seen. He was a, he was an unbelievable player. His movement, uh, you know, and uh, he was quite a young manager uh, at Chelsea. And I, you know, I quite fancied it going down. You looked at the uh, at the players they had: uh, Zola, Desailly, uh, Leboeuf, Gus Poyet. Dennis Wise was a, a fiery, fiery character. Um, was Lasso there? Lasso was there. Yeah, I've forgotten him. Thanks for that. That's the no one worries. thing you got right I'll on keep the right. He is very and, forgettable on that Chelsea team front. Yeah. And then and George Weir came uh, later oh, wow, on, but he wow. wasn't there at the start. Um, so, you know, it was good. But I don't, you know, what happened at Chelsea happened. I signed a six-year deal. Really unbelievable. Six-year? Six-year. An incredible money. Started badly. And uh, for whatever reason, I never really recovered at, at, at Chelsea. I missed a couple of chances on my debut. In fairness, I, I probably, because I'd had the injury at Blackburn, I hadn't had probably the best pre-season, hadn't been sharp enough, but it was the first time in my career where I think I let things affect me. Yeah, and, I, and then I used to, uh, I mean, I used to worry. And I think people have this sort of perception because, you know, you've paid a few quid and, you know, you, you don't care. Couldn't be further from the truth, really. Mm. And things just, things just escalated. And the one thing uh, you can't do as a striker, you can't, you can't hesitate. And that's something where... The biggest issue for me at Chelsea, looking back, is that you know you hear strikers say uh, that as long as I'm getting the chances, then it's not it's you know not an issue. I was in a position where I think I was hiding, looking back and mm. hesitant and, and, and scared to miss. You can't do that. Yeah. I, I can't let this lie, but just on on knocking back Man United for a second. How did Alex? So Alex Ferguson phone you up, asked you to come Man United. I don't think it was Sir Alex the, the second time. Yeah, the first time was. You know, one hundred percent. The second time, you know, but they were they were in. And and why do you look so surprised? I thought no desire to go and sign for Man United. No, not not that particular time. And the Ferguson there. I can't remember who the strikers were. I probably thought I wouldn't play. I don't know. Oh, you and Keane would have had that. That would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Because he did be used to. Imagine him the captain shaking before the game. He was it when he came to Celtic for a couple of weeks, didn't he? With a. Did you go on there? Yeah, I always like Roy Keane. See, people, that, that's, a, that's a sort of perception about yeah. him, I think. You know, what, you know, and I, you know, I like him as a, as a pundit, but, you know, what, everybody sort of had standards and looking at, you know, most of the things he, he sort of says, well, you know, he loved He's his right. football. He expected, you know, people to train in a particular way, play in a particular way. Everybody can accept that you're going to have really bad moments, but you've got to, you've got to give it all. You, you, you're all, and that's, that's that's always the type of character. You know, I don't know him that well, but that was the type of character. You know, he was. He didn't come into Celtic screaming and shouting and the big I am. You know, it, it was the opposite. He was always very sort of quiet and and measured and and respectful. See, on Chelsea was it a step up in terms of standards and training facilities, stadiums? No, no, no. Uh, we were training at the University of London, which is by Heathrow. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't a, a step up. In terms of that, you can argue it's a step up in standard because the Blackburn team were, you know, were were falling away. 
But Chelsea were a side on the up. I think, you know, they'd had relative success and they were building a, you know, a strong team, but they wanted to make the next step uh, and uh, uh, and win the Premier League. See, when you're not playing well in games, is that in transfer to training? See, Monday that, to Friday, your confidence gone in training as well? Yeah, I think, it, I, think it, yeah. I, th- I think there, that was the worst period, at which, you know, I went through where everything else in my career had been on and up. Uh, where for what I, I couldn't, I couldn't honestly put a, a finger on it. You know why? Why I lost confidence? Why I let things, you know, get to me? I was still trying, but you know, it's probably that. Did any of the big names come and talk to you? Or were you just kind of no, left? No, yeah, you know, yeah, they they did talk to me. Occasionally, okay? just said you're shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you feel that though? Because see, when I used to train with you, and you were, you know, you were having one, you think yeah. these think I am shit. No, do you know what I mean? Uh, no. Did you get that feeling at Chelsea? No, I wasn't. I, you know, I wasn't worried. Uh, you know, I've got to say, Viali was very good. Uh, in many ways, I mean, he used to he used to take me aside and sort of uh, we used to do shooting sessions, whatever he used to think when I was smashing balls on the Heathrow Airport. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he, he was he was very good. And so he, you know, he taught me a few things like. Uh, with volleying about sort of getting your hip up nice and high and you know I knew it's a volleyball of course but just just slowing everything down and the technique and actually you know one of the best goals I scored was against Juventus and for, for Celtic and that that would have been down to sort of you know that moment slowing things down hip up hit it clean you know not trying to hit it too hard and it, you know he was he was very good it just for whatever reason it didn't happen you, you know for me it got left out of the FA Cup final squad Last game of the season, I don't think my attitude was necessarily right uh, in the last week. And then so we had the conversation after and uh, and the best thing for all parties was for me to, to, to go. Now, I could have, you know, I might I might have turned it round. That wouldn't have been impossible. Uh, but I think it was, you know, it was best. I actually played a bit better when George Weir came in. How was he? George Weir, I mean, he was, he was incredible. I mean, he, he was an unbelievable player. He was probably coming towards the end of his career but he uh i mean he had a, an enormous presence uh but we had a good sort of relationship george used to come around for tea and things no, i used wait. to sort of look after him george we used to come yeah. in here for tea yeah yeah who was no, talking about uh, football your first yeah. guy <laughs> <laughs> i'll take you to the back and we just just used to no like names I named one of my pigs after George. He was like the, um, <laughs> we, got, we got on. I mean, he's now president of Liberia. Yeah, right? spoke, yeah. So you know that was a sort of. Well, did you cook George Mayer for dinner? Well, I don't think I cooked, but he used to come round, come round a lot. He, he, you know, he brought us a nice Versace bag and a baggy like uh, American tracksuit, which didn't suit me, like a basketball <laughs> tracksuit for my birthday. And things. He's a great guy. Remember See, that goal he scored for you? Do you remember that face? Aye, ran by everybody. He's on the box. Yeah, wow. corner, wasn't it? He was incredible. I mean, he he, he was. He, I mean, was he, he a level he, above Zola? Yeah, Zola's No, you can, I'm, I'm not going to say that. He, uh, but he had a like he used to do the boxes. He used to make a funny little noise. You know, you do the boxes where he used to pretend to kick the ball and let it run through, but make a noise. <laughs> and then everybody would look, and it used to go that one. He used to just laugh, and it was. I mean, that's you know, quite funny. Yeah. But he, as, you know, it's a hell of an experience thinking about him coming to to Chelsea because. Of the presence, you know, the presence which he sort of had in the game. And I know Chelsea were a big club, but two times world player of the year, George. Wow. See when you face to come around and sit on the settee. Oh were you nervous talking to him? No. No, not, not at all. No, no. See George, when you used to let us speak to him. Would you make him take his socks and shoes off? 
No, no. It's you know, somebody else that does that, don't <laughs> See, um, when you finally, uh, finally left, do you think Zola and Otler are all cheering? They're all buzzing? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, no, that's a nice guy. I, yeah, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have done that. I think. I think Viali would have been. <laughs> but in fairness to you know, I, 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 I as I said, I, I like Viali. I thought he was a good bloke. You know, deep down, I felt I let him down because you know whatever anybody said, he invested a lot of money in me. But you know, he thought I was going to be the no need to yawn. No, no, no. Um, I'm uh, just going to see uh, ten million. What would you say that is in the day's market back then? It's a great question, isn't it? Wow, nearly blowing him off his seat there. Like Daryl Curry, maybe I'd done that one. Look at what Daryl's doing. Two hundred million. <laughs> no, but 60? so hang on a minute. So you've got sixty million. Well, ten million. Where did you go to school? Yeah, the Gaelic. Didn't boast about it. <laughs> oh, bro. And yeah, when you asked me about one player, you said you mentioned him and you laughed a little and said he was very lively. Dennis Wise. Yeah. Would he play, I think, obviously came through Wimbledon Crazy Gang, would he do this similar sort of stuff to these big names, Deschamps, Desai? Uh, he had a, for a, you know, he had a, he had a presence. He was a good player, Dennis. He was a, you know, really good player, underrated, fiery. What was know. he good at tackling? No, that's harsh. I'm telling you, he was a good, you know, good he, was, he was a good, he was Very a good, good technician. That's poor, actually, to say I mean, that. He's, uh, you know, he, 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 he had the respect of the, the dressing room. You know, and and Viali is a very strong character, as you'd you know you'd you'd, you'd probably expect. Yeah, and what would so you pull these sort of players up, guys that had won World Cups? Dennis Wise would still pull them up yeah. if they wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Why, but you know, I don't I don't necessarily under it's you know played in teams. Everybody's at a you know different level, but you know when things are good, when things aren't right, right when somebody's not pulling the weight, and you you say, don't you? Do you know the man for me is Zola. Oh, How really but I know yeah, he's amazing. He should have released it earlier at times, but no, he, he was <laughs> an incredible technician. Look, the the truth is probably, you know, partnering him. He wasn't one. I always played better with somebody who uh, would probably run off me, if that makes any sense. So you know, the early days at Norwich, Efnakuku, who was so quick and used to love playing with him. Little flicks, you get the ball, hook it into space. He was that quick to get onto it. You know, Shearer, so more of a sort of striker. Where Zola always liked to come to the ball. Clearly, I wasn't the same player as Zola, but I was. I was somebody who my strength was was being a focal point. I think mm. I could score goals, but that was what I was. You know, in my opinion, I was quite good at, and which what was utilised that, and maybe. Uh, you know, Zola would have been better served with with, with anybody, even you, possibly than me. But, uh, but, but, but you know, somebody would run the other way. Mate, do you know what I'm? Wimbledon striker. Do you know what I'm very? I'm actually very surprised the way you like your dad brought you up, and then the Norrie and there with the players. How you didn't think I'm going to prove the Chelsea players and manager right? What do you mean? That you're going to meet so you at Chelsea? You, should, you, would, you just thought you'd have stayed at Chelsea? I, um, yeah, I, yeah, I could have. Because the way you've been brought up. Um, yeah, no, you know, I, I, I totally understand that. But it's, you know, you, you sit down, you speak, uh, and uh, you know, there was there was a couple of major issues. One, uh, whether I'd have wanted to stay or not, and the other one, whether the manager wanted to get rid of us. Uh, and what did you do in that last week? Sorry, I just picked up on that. What did I do? What you do said you didn't. You probably acted unprofessional in the last week. Not unprofessional. It's just you know, I probably wasn't giving it my all in in training or whatever. But anyway, I deserve to get dropped for the. The cup final went, and Chelsea won the cup. Beat uh, Villa at Wembley, and uh, you know, great for Chelsea. I was a Chelsea player, but 
you know, when you're on the outside, you know, I never understand. It's subs who celebrate as well. It's good, you know, it's nice, mm. but you're not really part of the team. It's a bit fake, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but then, the day this man signed for Celtic, you and your dad were running about living room with your tops off, aren't you? What a day, big man. And many years they gave us, I seen him with his tap off, didn't we? <laughs> what a time we had. Yeah. Mm. So when did you first hear Celtic? Uh, I met Martin and Neil at uh, a hotel in, in Beaconsfield. I could have gone to Spurs. Could have gone to Middlesbrough. Brian Robson was the manager, and then I met I met Martin. Martin actually, Martin's funny. Well, you know Martin, uh, and he he sort of slaughtered us for five minutes, but then he was <laughs> sort of got us on. So he, you know, he basically just told me how bad I was at Chelsea, but then he'd followed my career closely and sort of ad- admired me. I think he was nearly sick when he said it, uh, and uh, and sort of talked about what his thoughts were about Celtic and that they were building, and he was going to. You know, bring players in, and you know, to think about giving it a go. I I, I always liked Martin from afar, and you know, followed. It. I used to be a Nottingham Forest fan when I was uh, when I was little, and followed him, and you know, his his sort of management uh, path. But I didn't I didn't want to stay in London, if I'm honest, because I was getting hammered, you know, by the press, and it was difficult for my wife and my kids. You know, start school. It was, you know. It was, it's nasty, nasty stuff. What, even in the streets and that as well? Uh, yeah, you know, at times not, it's not... the ground and stuff. Like that's not, not, right, gla- that's not, not Glasgow. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's, you know, when you have, you know, you have pride. It's not, you know, it's not just you who gets affected with it. It's, you, you know, your family. It wasn't, wasn't nice for them at times, uh, if I'm honest. I mean, a, a woman hammered my kids for, uh, she was shopping in London for having my number on the back. Uh Sutton number nine, Chelsea, and uh, and then they didn't even wear my fucking shirt after that. <laughs> kids. What, she said to me, your kids? Yeah, yeah, well, she said to my wife, why have they got his shirt on? Boy, he's useless. So they still have to really tap him? And they didn't wear it. Yeah, how bad they is wore, that? They wore, in there. they wore George Weir. <laughs> <laughs> they used to bring the kids in. They used to bring the kids into the trainer. Ah, you said that? Aye, how were they? Lively? Good players. No, were they? All right. Yeah. They were lively, they were lively kids. Are they? They were lively. Respectful. I don't know if you thought it was a crush or what's a football uh, I don't like that. Kids, don't you want, that's how you want to do then. Uh, Nathan Sands, we've got to Scotland. No, to, to be honest, I, 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 look, the, the truth is, is I didn't know a lot about, I, I knew about Scotland. Uh, I knew about sort of the history between England and Scotland and how you were heavily reliant on us. Uh, <laughs> It's weird because he sticks up for Scotland I don't massively, know, I don't, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. That, was, that was a joke. Yeah. You're, mad, you're brilliant on That was like a shooter joke there with the fence. Yeah, that was a fair <laughs> 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 um, So, no, but I, I, knew, I knew how big Celtic were. Of course, I did. I knew that, you know, Rangers had, had had a, uh, a a really good period. Uh, but I like, I knew, I didn't know how many good players Celtic had. I knew they had Larson, and I thought Larson would, you know, suit. Suit the way I played, uh, if I'm honest, and I could have gone to play with Hamilton Ricard at Middlesbrough. Uh, but I thought, you know, after speaking to Martin, I spoke to Brian Robson as well, and they were very nice. They had an incredible setup, Middlesbrough, the, the training facility. Yeah. And then I went to look at Barrowfield. <laughs> <laughs> Dog shit on the training. People all, yeah, it did. You know, it was on a slope, wasn't it? I mean, it's it a terrible training pitch, but. I'd, uh, I'd never bothered me stuff like yeah. that. And I know everybody's into it and, and the importance of it and infrastructure, but it's a pitch, isn't it? I love Barrowfield. Yeah. No, you, see, you could see Celtic Park in that from it, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, re- I really t- had an affection for Barrowfield. Um, 
So, and I just got a good feeling. And of course, Rangers had sort of blown Celtic away and had a good team. But it surprised me. Um, sort of, you know, Jos Valharan came in, who had a good reputation. But Martin had an amazing sort of knack of um, of moving players around. How he how he saw things like his his foresight. You know, Petrov was a fat right back, wasn't he? And he moved him into midfield. <laughs> Uh, you know, he gets Didier Agatlin eventually from Fast Hibbs, who is a striker at Hibbs, plays in wing back. Uh, and Bobby yeah, Pettifin, you know. But was Bobby already there? I think, so. I think Bobby was there, but anyway, he got. He, he got I mean, yeah. Bobby used to be brilliant in training. He used to, like, it's like a circus uh, pony, wasn't he? He'd kick the ball up and then catch the ball in the crack of his backside. You pass him a ball out <laughs> like from kickoff and go under his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was brilliant. That first season of Martin O'Neill, Moravchik, I'd never heard of. That was so odd because I don't need to tell you how good he was, or you know, any of the Scottish Celtic punters, how good Moravchik was. But I used to just think, what is wrong with you? Why? Because how could you be that good and nobody had Hell heard yeah. of him down south? I honestly used to think, what you know. Yeah. Because he's left foot, right foot. He used to, you know, have that chop back and like the the array of goals he scored. He scored like a goal in tra- training, like with the outside of his right foot, like a floaty one, which I went and it was only past Jonathan Gould, so it didn't count. Uh, <laughs> but it hit the stanchion, <laughs> hit the stanchion, and managed, and just like jogged off. And anybody else, you'd you'd have ran yeah, around the training. Yeah. Think how, uh, you know, just on Gould. You do Gould. He got that about man. Did you not cut his gloves on before a game? <laughs> I liked him. He, he lives in New Zealand now. I like him even more. Oh, he was at West Brom in that for years, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's at Preston. No, he is a good guy. Yeah, how, good um, guy. <clears throat> Larson Dumanitz, I'm obsessed with. But you said he was um, the best trainer as well, as the best player, didn't you? No. No, you didn't say that? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. You weren't allowed to tackle. Younger, younger boys weren't allowed to tackle. Oh, that's what it was. Younger boys weren't allowed to tackle him. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, we used to have the young v old game uh, every Friday, and that used to be they used to be more competitive than like the games on a Saturday. Sometimes it used to be fiery. Uh, so who were the who were the young? Is that you? No, 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 no Kennedy, like John Kennedy, Colin Healy. John, John Kennedy was a lunatic. Yeah. I mean, he was. He was a you know Tough sad. Boy, sad what happened with his his career because he was a you know really good prospect. Yeah. But his tackling was. I mean, it's ridiculous in training. You know, so you're on a Friday before and he'd like come flying. But he was you know he's quick. He was strong. Yeah. But he wouldn't hold back. And Henrik used to because of course Henrik had his leg broken, didn't he? So yeah. Henrik used to wear shin pads and it used to get really quite sort of nasty. And then Stephen Craig and. <laughs> He's like the Tasmanian devil, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, Craney, wasn't he? Yeah. Stephen Craney, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Craney, yeah. You Colin see? Healy, was he there? He was quite like that as well, Colin Healy. Not as bad as Craney. Yeah. Uh, Craney could tackle. Just yeah. like, what so was... just stand all over. Just leave us alone, Steve. We've got a game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just stop it. But to be fair, you know, they had to train like that. Healy, Healy was good. I liked Yeah, Healy was a good a few... How did you find that training? Because he's never, I always used to look at you as he's never done much, but... The standard was no, but the standard was so intense. Know, but it would not, but I wouldn't. I'm not talking like Matt, it would never be like shape or passing drills, it would be games basically, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, but you know, I always think there's this misconception about sort of Martin, and it, you know, he wasn't he wasn't a coach. I mean, there's never a time where we went out and didn't know what yeah. we were, we you know, we were doing. Now, you know, I think that I think that the game the game has changed, but Martin. So we were quite an experienced team. We had a lot of older players. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I think Martin understood that. And, you know, for example, when Gordon Strachan came in and would do sort of shape in the afternoon uh, at times, you know, that was that was OK. And I'm not dismissing that. But when you're sort of in your 30s, it used to bore the arse off, off you, really. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, I think that there's, you know, there's there's a balance. balance yeah. uh, but, you know, I, I, you know, I can understand that. But I always, you know, I always thought Martin was a... He did have such did, an did, did, didn't he? Did he commit to training, Martin, you? Yeah, but that's that's another one. Just you know, it's just total bollocks. And it's sort of the thing which annoyed me when uh, when Martin left and a, a new regime coming in. I can't remember. I'm I, I'm not going to name check the players actually. But I do know it is that saying oh it's better players who had been there under Martin's regime. Oh, you know, training's better. I used to think you you turncoat. You know, you <laughs> assholes. I did think yeah. that. I think you know Martin was a brilliant manager for the club. When you actually think when he went in, how far behind Rangers. Um, Celtic were, and and to bring Celtic ahead of Rangers, I know we, you know we lost at Motherwell last day, but you know even where Celtic have been the last twenty years, that a lot of that is down to what Martin O'Neill achieved in the belief and getting the club moving yeah. in the right direction again. Have you ever played with a manager that had such an aura as Martin O'Neill at that time at Celtic? Well, Doug, I think Doug Leach had the same at Blackburn, did he? Aura, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I Yeah, and that you know, I I, I like the setup. John Robertson was a yeah. You know, I mean, you boys, John Robertson was such an unbelievable footballer. First and foremost, two European Cups, Clough's favourite. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about him. He was a genius, and but I always thought Martin needed John. Um, it's funny because when Martin went to Sunderland and things sort of went a bit wrong, John didn't go with him, mm. and mm. so people used to say, "Well, what does John do?" You know, he's good at the crossword, John, and uh, really clever guy. But he was at he was, he was, he was, Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he was the go-between. But he, he was the sort of go-between between the players and uh, and the manager. And Martin trusted him. And, you know, so, you know, they'd discuss the team and whatever. Martin would always have the final say. But Martin used to listen to, to John. And when he didn't have John, it's interesting how things didn't go yeah. quite right there. You know, the trust wasn't there. Steve Walford used to, used to take the training. And he was, you know, he's, he's dry and you yeah. know, funny guy, wasn't he? Um but, you know, all this, Martin wasn't there at training. Well, he wasn't there sometimes, but he used to delegate mm-hmm. what Steve Walford was doing. That's what a manager does. So I think people look into things, or, you know, have looked into things and, and, and said things harshly about Martin at times, which aren't particularly fair. But that was a genius of him, I thought, that he, would, that he wouldn't have done So you, you weren't constantly no, no. hearing his voice. This is just looking fair fire. You never heard Martin's voice constantly. No, no, no. Didn't they feel the need to talk all the time? I think that's a good point. And, yeah. uh, and, when, uh, and when Martin spoke and gave you praise, you're like, even, even you know, like us senior players, we, we, you know, you felt good. What time was that? What time did he praise you? Do you remember? <laughs> he did. I, never, he didn't, I used to be playing the he bit. I never heard him get him he didn't. He didn't very often. I think I was one of his favourites, in fact. Larson yeah. was his big favourite, wasn't it? But, you know. He... Would anybody ever challenge Martin Neal? Uh, yeah. Big John challenged him once and Martin just rinsed. You were, the thing is, you, is you've got to be really... You've got to be brave or stupid because he, he's super smart. Yeah. He'll just tie you, tie you up in knots. Would you speak outside football? See, when you were at Celtic, would you ever talk about other things other than football? Because you both seem like quite semi-clever guys. No, no, hard to talk. Would you ever speak to any of you other than football? No, no. But that's what I liked it because he was aloof. So when he, so when you know, spoke earlier about Ray Harford at Blackburn, um, you know, as as the coach taking over from Kenny, 
as a coach, you build relationships with players. You know, it's more sort of banterish, light, light-hearted. You yeah. know, you speak to players a lot. Martin was never like that. You know, we'd, we'd you know, we'd speak before games. You know, come up to Barrafield and you know, speak about you know whatever we did in the session or pull individual players uh, or whatever. And 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 that was that. But I used to like the fact he was aloof. And then when he dressed people down. You know, nobody ever felt that they were his pals. You never knew yeah. what he was thinking. He, you know, he was, he'd be quite, you know, be quite strange, Martin, at times where, you know, you'd think it, it'd come in and say something and sort of set you back. And you think, well, have you said that for? It was used to sort of make you think, Martin. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I had a lot of, you know, a great deal of respect for him and I still do. But, you know, the job he did at Celtic was, you know, phenomenal. Mialbi, another player. Midfielder, wasn't he? So yeah, to couldn't start, really yeah. get about, and then he moved him to a centre. How do you? How do you do that? Three as well, yeah. Yeah, but animals here for you, weren't they? Oh, Dave Valharan and Yelby. Yeah, Valharan the first season until I, I roomed with Joss, and uh, I, I think I destroyed him within a year. How about what was you doing? He, he uh, I used to wake up. We didn't have a double bed; they had a twin bed, <laughs> and. Uh, I've got another story about that, a, a bad incident actually. Okay. Um, and I used to wake up every morning and just say, Yeah, oh, yes, I think we're going to get fucking pumped today. <laughs> and he used Come to say, Delta And he used to say, He used to say, Oh, shut up, Sudden. Eventually. Eventually, you know, I used to always say that. It was like, it was the, the, like Lucky Omen. If I didn't say that, John Robertson used to go nuts. I used to say he, he, he didn't get me, Yoss. He, he, he lasted about three months. And then, <laughs> and then who took his place? I used to room on my own. I used to yeah. love it. Yeah. 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 Well, you take me a Larson? A Larson. Hey, was I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah, quite tight. Yeah, we still sort of speak now and we got on. I mean, when I first when I first went to, to Celtic, you know, I was obviously aware of him. The Swedes are a funny lot, though, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're sort of moody. Um, but, you know, just said to him, we think we went to Denmark, saw him on the coach and just said, you know, I'm here to sort of help you, uh, try to help you. You know, if if I see you in a position, you're in a better position, I'll, you know, I'll I'll pass to you, whatever. And from that sort of day, he was as good as gold. And to be, I mean, he was a phenomenal player. But the best thing about him was, I always thought, he was so he was so unselfish. He's a brilliant finisher. But he was a he was a great t- team player. He was a, he was a, you know, he could play a number of positions. And play them well, but he had a, a great football brain. And you know, while he was he was very individual uh, in terms of his sort of goal scoring numbers, and 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 he you know he was he was the best. But in terms of any strike partnership which I've had, he was the best one. And this isn't a sort of dig at Shearer, but when I when I was at Blackburn with Shearer, that was when I was twenty. By the time I was you know at, at Celtic, I knew my game better. But sort of going onto a pitch with him, playing with him. And playing with Petrov, who uh, who we who had a season or two, he was brilliant from sort of an attacking midfield position. Late in the we used to you know we used to, to talk about you know balls going into Petrov. You make sure when the ball's coming into you, you play first time round the corner, and then we'd get we'd get we'd get close. It doesn't matter who you play against because you know you're two centre halves, you're two v two really. So if your movement is good and you're doing things, you know, then you're sort of Sharp and smart, and, and that Petrov used to be brilliant at that. He used to have a big ass, and he used to play it around the corner. He, he had that power where he could follow it, and that was yeah. probably some of the probably the most enjoyable football I think 
that I'd, I'd played in my career a period at Celtic with him sort of bombing on getting beyond and, and La- I mean Larson's yeah, movement they used was just clever. to dominate each other and that was brilliant. remember it is unbelievable so you enjoyed playing with Larson with Mel and Shearer yeah but, but I don't but I don't you know I don't but that's that's uh, slightly unfair because you know I've, I've, said, I've said I've said sort of why and and maybe you know the truth is is because I'd had such a bad year at Chelsea I appreciated football far more I just, you know, the Nor- I, I just expected everything to be a natural progression once I'd hit the first team. When I'd had the bad year, that sort of put me on my knees in many in many ways. So going to Celtic, I really, really uh, relished what I had. I used to love going into training every day, and the dress, you know, you used to get nervous going in the dressing room more than the training because just going on the front foot because there were so many sort of strong characters yeah. in there. So you'd sort of go in and try and hit people early. Remember, used to come in with your twizzles, I don't know. Dirty. We used to notice that as kids. They bought yeah, me a two. Do you yeah. live in a farm out here? Well, I used to walk dogs. Do you, you not heard of dog walking? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> you had the wipes to wipe the two before you come there. That's what apprentices were for. <laughs> <That's what you laughs> were. <laughs> I didn't have seen it. Wipe his pride of twizzles. They never pride. Did you play with Lambo? Yeah. Did you think Lambo was good? Right. Good, yeah. Just good? Yeah. No, he's a no, good player. Very, yeah, yeah, excellent very player. player. Yeah, yeah, very, you know, very good player. Yeah. So, so I'd have played with him for a, for a, you know a couple of years. Now I always thought Paul was a little bit aloof. I'd sort yeah. of never that sort of you know again and not used to get on with him, but um, you know he's he's sort of one of the ones where you know we've all sort of stayed in touch vaguely since maybe not so much now but after and but maybe because of his management and what have you he was a little bit more sort of aloof and didn't stay in touch as much. Yeah. With uh, with some of the guys. Do you know the genius of Matt O'Neill as well? Had Hearts and Sutton Larson only two played and all kept all three happy. But the big John came second season, or you know the second season of uh, of Martin's reign. I thought, look, truth is, when I went in, I thought Martin would bump Marevchik. I thought there was a lot who would go, and he was one of them because I thought, although Martin always liked a Maverick, I thought he's not going to run. Yeah, but you know. When, when I, you know, I've mentioned a guy, I've mentioned uh, sort of, you know, Moravchik to some extent, Mialbi, Petrov. These are all players who, who Martin moulded. And, you know, they, yeah, they all had outstanding, outstanding careers, really. How, but how can, you, how can you think? I mean, Didier Agat used to torture, uh, I mean, the games against Juventus. Yeah, remember that. Wait, I mean, you think. If you watched him in training, You'd think he'd want a raffle to like train with you because he was so bad. But then in like Barcelona, you know, he played yeah. Ronaldinho and like one v ones, and yeah. you'd think, oh, he's he's done here. And all of a sudden, he'd have this big toe, a big boot would come out and like toe the ball away. That's what's really unfair. Obviously, when people say Martin Neal being a coach because that is coaching, course, making these players. Do you know oh, what I mean? Instead of these guys popping about with a million coins and top it. Philosophy, definitely. He he could have come in really, and I don't know how you know. In the end, you know, he spent a bit of money, but he could have he could have cleared the decks, couldn't he? Now Mm -hmm. that probably wouldn't you know have happened, but he still in a short space of time, bearing in mind that we want to treble the first season, he 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 had to make pretty instant decisions on players. Yeah. So how do you know? I think that's that's sort of remarkable, really. Do you think twenty one points to turn that round, smash Rangers as as we did, and you know win the cups as well? Yeah, uh, so you played for Chelsea, you played for Blackburn. Were you still nervous going up to Tannadice in your debut? Yeah, because I wanted to get off to a good good start, really. And that was, you know, I mean, you could have scored that. You remember the goal? 
Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Why, back post, back back post feeder, bang. No, Deal with that. that. Not a problem, not a beast. And his feet right fit, wasn't it? I'm questioning whether you're a Celtic fan at all. <laughs> as I used to run around the living room no, with my dad. Practicing, it practicing, wasn't it? <laughs> <For the time. laughs> I was practicing with John. His brother John, weren't you? These two are practicing together. <laughs> <laughs> Could you believe the fan? What's that word? I, I never wrote that down. I'm struggling with fantasism with the, the Celtic fans. Because um, listen, we all. <laughs> we, not, can I just be clear? It's not fantasism. <laughs> fanaticism. Fanaticism. There you go. Somebody's helped us. With the fans. I think, I think fantasy is a totally different thing. That's for Saturday. That's for Saturday. I don't, don't want to go into. So, <laughs> was there anything like the support of Celtic fans? I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. And that's not, that's not being, and that's certainly not being disrespectful to uh, to the other clubs which I played at. But just in terms of size of club, um, you know, it's an incredible city, Glasgow. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it is. I mean, everywhere else I played, you could walk around and people would know you. You know, the odd person would know you, but in Glasgow, everybody, you know, people still. Come up to us, try and run us over, swear at us in the street. <laughs> Sorry about that, we never missed it. But that's, uh, you know, it is, it is an incredible city. And when things, I mean, you know, we've seen that, as you well know, you see that, you know, the, the good side when things are going well, there's no better club to be at. But then see what happened last season, how, you know, how bad things mm-hmm. were. And it's, it's, it's a tough place to play. I always used to, you know, think that the wingers had it tough. Oh. You know, he used to play centre. Why do you think tough with the two, the two strikers like using the box? You think that was no, tough? Well, well, just their crossing, mainly. And they, they, they used to get slaughtered. And, yeah. You know, you'd hear, playing a central area, you can't hear the criticism, but yeah. you play wide. And, you know, you, I mean, a cat used to get slaughtered. Yeah. I never understood McGeady. McGeady used to get, he used to get it tight, didn't he, at times? And I always used to think, you know, a, a boy coming up through the ranks, it was quite hard, quite Hard on Aiden, really. He was greedy. At, you know, he was. But, you know, he's a brilliant he's talent, brilliant, really. brilliant feet and yeah. dribbler. And at times he could release the ball. I mean, you know, he's still playing now at Sunderland. It's interesting. You know, I've seen bits of him where he actually it's passes fine, it. And he used to think, why didn't you pass in training <laughs> all those years ago? But, he, you know, he's such a talented boy. But, it's like, you know, it's a hard place because of the, like, the history of Celtic yeah. and the expectation and what the, you know, what the supporters want and the standards which have been set in the in the past and the great players which have been there it's a, it's a difficult place to play so did you enjoy that though that expectation I enjoyed it but, but um, did you ever did you ever find it tough even after uh, the career you had only was there uh, any stage that were on your back was there only when uh, the Bratislava game where Strachan first game in charge and uh, and Neil Lennon put his knee through my face and so I had a quadruple fracture of my cheek so and, and it was nil-nil when I came off and uh, they lost 5-0 didn't they and then so I'd gone to the hospital, had an X-ray, my face had caved in, gone back to the stadium to get on the coach to fly back, and all the players are getting pelters as they're walking to the uh, walking from the to just the coach from the like the, the stadium just out to the coach. It's only like a thirty-yard walk, and there are there's a lot of Celtic fans there, and they're they're sort of pissed, most of them, and they're angry, and they're <laughs> slaughtering all the players. And I'm thinking, well, I'm all right because it was nil-nil when I came off. <laughs> and so I walk out, ah, you fucking wanker, your legs are gone, you fuck off, this, that and the other. And I think that's a bit, I wanted to say to him it's a bit harsh, uh, but I thought best not to and just carried on. I was nodding about a lot of what they were saying about the other guys. <laughs> but, but I don't want to forget this, we, this would have went under the radar and would have, wouldn't even have happened on the show, the double bed story. 
never asked. We never went back and asked him to double vest. Yeah, no, that was a Tom. That was that was uh, with Tomo. That was uh, so we played uh, Carinus, I think it's in Lithuania, and we went. We beat them four nil. Um, I scored a textbook uh, left for our folly deflection. Fiali, man, that's straight through Fiali's textbook. <laughs> textbook, yeah, yeah, deflection, and then uh, so we're on the runway to take off for the way back to Scotland and all the lads are there. John Robertson was a bad flyer. Uh, and anyway, the, the plane goes, starts to take off and then the runway and it's going really, it's going full pelt. And then all of a sudden, the uh, screeches to a halt and like, oh, you know, this is, this is, it wasn't that bad, right? But then all of a sudden you hear this, everyone's sort of mocking John Robertson, you hear this sort of sobbing and it was Tomo. Oh, we could have died. And no, no, we couldn't. And then sort of rumours are going around the plane. Oh, I need to form the family and all that. And And, uh, so anyway, it's bad. So, you know, whatever happened, I don't know, there's a gauge which was broken or whatever. And the big rumour was, had we taken off, would have uh, you know would have all been for it. I don't know whether that was wow. true or not, but that was that was the rumor. So Tomo's re- you know he's justified. Tomo, well, I don't know that it's justified, yeah. you know, or over the top or whatever. So anyway, we, so we don't we don't try and retake off. We have to get a, another plane for the following day. So we go back to the hotel. We have to book another hotel. They used to look after us pretty well, but we're in we're sort of like in faulty towers in uh, in, in in Lithuania, back to the wherever we wherever we were staying, and so you know all the lads are a bit shaken. So we go in the bar, have a few drinks. Uh, I think Tomo has about six pints of Lithuanian rocket fuel, and I'm rooming <laughs> with him. And the beds are so close together, and it's hot. It's really hot. It's really hot. So uh, I think I was sleeping in my boxer shorts. Tomo's not sleeping in anything. So get into bed no no sort of sheet he's got no sheet and then all of a sudden so i'm nodding off it's about 20 minutes late to hear this thud and so tom has fallen out of bed and the next thing he uh next thing he gets into bed with me puts his arm around me and starts spooning me <laughs> and we we lay like that until morning and then we got up and had breakfast together no no it- no, he didn't. I jumped up. <laughs> you know, see where things weren't going well. He used to do that. Was it you and Tom who used to do the circus? No, he did. Did 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 did. Sing a bit of that, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're not in Rangers games. This one, and, and usually I'm no rank ever. Size, you know, dating. Never ever rank, and I know this is going to be your favourite game ever. The six-two game. How special was that, mate? Yeah, I mean that that was that was good. I mean Rangers were good. You know, who we, was good we, in the Rangers team? We knew that. Uh, yeah, I guess him up. Well, Ferguson Rayner was a good player. I think Van Bronckhurst. Uh, I always thought Arthur Newman uh, was a, was a really excellent player. And you know they had a good team. Uh, had Rod, Rod Wallace would have been playing for them. I think in yeah. the six six two, Billy Dodds was a, you know de- decent footballer, goal scorer. Um, Amaruso, uh, Bert Condiman, and uh, you know had a good good keeper. But they, they were going well. We were going well. Uh, nobody. I mean, the truth is, nobody expected us to beat them in the in the manner which which we did. That was the most incredible fifteen minutes, twenty minutes of uh, of my career, really. I mean, not 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 just a goal. The goal was important, and you know anybody could have scored that. <laughs> truth is, and I was actually offside. I think with the goal, I was, I, I was offside, and that was probably the last decision which Celtic have had against Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> what was the atmosphere? The Celtic and Rangers games or the European games? 
That's difficult. Difficult to say. That that was. I mean, that first, I mean, it was the first first game of the season, and there was a. Uh, or, or I mean, I say I was nervous. I think I, you know probably was, but there was a, there was like a. Wouldn't say undercurrents the wrong word, but there was an atmosphere there where you knew it was it was sort of tense, yeah. you know, really tense. So the, the start's important, and then you know, Stillian scores a really good controlled head of the second goal. Watched it really well, albeit it was free. Then Paul Lambert scores the third, uh, and you think, God, you know, I mean, an incredible sort of start. But we, but we knew they were good as well, and yeah. then they they I think they had a goal chalked off, or you know, they get back into it. Uh, and we we weren't sure at uh, half time, but then uh, I can't remember the way did. So it went was it three one? I can't remember. Went three two or uh, or whatever. But you know, Larson scores his goal uh, where he sort of jinks past four, and uh, I mean that's that's where he was just a cut above the rest. Larson, you know how difficult it is. Ball running away from you in that situation. That's a big game. It's an enormous game, an enormous moment. The ball's running away, and then you, then he like scoops it over. That's a hard. That's a ridiculous skill. You think you got to be an idiot to do that, or a genius? There's nothing in between, and it, you know, I mean, he, he could do that a lot. Yeah. I mean, how to to have the sort of audacity to do that was Just so was incredible. Funny. But but what was good about you know what what was good about that is I know all the fans are you know happy after the game, and and of course we're happy, but Martin was good. And, Nothing. You don't. You don't nothing. And that you know that's that's good. And he still went. You know the whole season, even though when we knew we'd won it, Rangers of the benchmark. Rangers of the, just just smart pressure off, and because because they beat us five one at Ibrox. The yeah. you know the following one. So we knew you know we knew they were a, a good side. I know we didn't we didn't like them. We didn't have to like them. You don't like Rangers players if you play for Celtic. But we we did respect them. They they're a good team. Yeah. Some good players. European Cup, yeah, Champions League. Did you feel first that? Year? I mean, how special it is to play at Celtic Park in, in, in the Champions League? But did you also feel there was an opportunity to show the teams down south and the punters down there? Nah, no, um, I know, I, I know why you're asking that, but oh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know how to say this really. But I didn't, it, it didn't bother me. I was disappointed with what happened at Chelsea, but I'd had a good, I'd had a good career. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I didn't really, honestly, I don't care. I didn't. I didn't care. I don't care what people think of me. I don't care what people think of me and my career now and look back. And that's, you know, some people will say, well, it was, you know, average. Some people say it was excellent. The most important thing to me is I know sort of how good or bad I was. And I know um, how other players think of me. And I'm not saying that in a big-headed way. No. I'm saying that when you know that's that's that's, that's the most that, that, yeah. But that's not that's not to dismiss you know what what other people think. But I you know I know what went went on because I was there. I know good. I I know what my strengths were. I know what my weaknesses were. And I used to you know try and hide my weaknesses. Mm. Um, but you know I was, I was lucky boy to come from what you know what I was. I wasn't part of the system to suddenly. Uh, Go into playing top level football, first division football, Premier League football, and have the career which which I had. But I, I had weaknesses. Wait, did Larson know you his favourite player to play with? Yeah, I think he did. Mm, well, that's been said before. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a nice thing for you know. So that's a lovely thing for someone of his sort of you know the players he's played with 
for him to say that. How close was that team to qualifying for the group stages for the Champions League? It just felt always mm. just missed out on it. Was it Juventus that Amoruso diving there? The ref cheated. Aye, the ref cheated. Martin was yeah. raging that night, wasn't it? That's bad, yeah. But I mean, we, what, I, what I liked about our, our team, you know, we weren't, we weren't daft. We, was, we were streetwise, but mm. we knew we knew we could get wallop. But we knew if we sort of all turned up, we you know we could beat could anybody did, really. Yeah. yeah, and that that was that was what was. You know, was good, and that was one. That, and that was really unfortunate what happened there. I mean, you know, Martin, Martin was right, and there were other occasions where we came close. Magnus Edmund let one in from seventy-five yards in Leon, didn't he? And then <laughs> who was that, Leon? Yeah, Leon. Yeah, I remember and that. Then, I mean, he was too busy doing karate moves, wasn't he? And then Bobo punched the ball, yeah. and but oh, I don't know. Bayern Munich, Magnus Edmund sold the pies. There's <laughs> a theme. Um, well, what's uh, what's the angriest you've seen, Martin? Can you remember a, an instance in a dressing room? The angriest. Uh, I remember he tore Rab Douglas to shreds one half time uh, for about 12 minutes and thinking, how's he going to play second half? <laughs> Good thing. But I don't know. But, you know, Rab, I, I liked Rab. It's, you know, it's one of those, you know, whether you think it's the right thing or, or not. The, the, the same rules really applied for everybody other than Henrik. Yeah. You Did know. you ever get a film proper? Only, uh, only when I'd uh, I'd been out for about six weeks and I played, I played in I can't remember was it the under twenty ones or yeah the reserves are here, time with the scum, you used to say uh, Kenny don't you're wasting your time with that lot Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny was manager and I, I think we were at, we were at, I tell you who played in that game De La Pena. Oh he was on trial that's right I remember him good player wasn't he? So I can't remember where it was it was Hamilton or Airdrie maybe would it. Would it Heard that we used to play the reserve games at Edward. Was it? Was it So so was Edward. The boxes played, no. The manager used to sit in the boxes. So he'd so he'd uh, half time. I mean, it wasn't a great game. And to be honest, I hadn't done that badly. And I'm not saying I'd done that well, but it was an awful game. Uh, Not a big fan of Edward. And uh, and he came in at half time, and he, he Martin came in and took over from Kenny because he said I want to speak and just slaughtered the whole dressing room and he said to me um, he just said to me and you've got to hold the, hold the ball in better he said you link up play sloppy I said, so I said what game are you watching and uh, and he's like what what Kenny take him off so I got taken off I had to go and see him in his office later on at the at the park and uh and he gave me a cricket band for the summer. Didn't let us play cricket. That's oh, <laughs> that that brilliant. That. Yeah. Right, you for cup run. I think this is going to be the best since I've been a Celtic fan. Best, best, yeah, best, best year, best season. Was that your favourite? I think I'm going to say that's your favourite part of your career. That UEFA Cup run. Because uh, the teams you've beat mate was unbelievable. But they'll also say they never won it as well. I know. But, oh, yeah. well, but, but the sort of, no, that whole sort of champions. You know, the European nights were. Was special. The Rangers, the Rangers games were special. The European nights. I mean, some of the teams we 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 played against, some of the teams we uh, we defeated were. I mean, it was you know in, incredible. Juventus. Uh, I think we only lost one game, didn't we, at home in Europe, and that was against uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. When uh, Larson came back, Henry yeah, came back right. and scored. Yeah. Remember, beat Bar- was it draw? Beat Barcelona. Tomo scored. Tomo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, knocked out, we knocked him out of the. Uh, we knocked him out of the UEFA. That was the UEFA, wasn't it? Yeah, we knocked him out of that's it. That's right. And, the, and Lenny's come up the tunnel in the new camp uh, after the UEFA goes, 
like shouting at uh, Ronaldinho. Not so fucking good now, are you? Ronaldinho be out. What? I wasn't him just thinking that. Well, why are you saying that? <laughs> See on that, what you've just said, we was it surprised to be knocked out by Basel, the Champions League at you? Uh, do you know what? They were a good team, right. weren't they? They were a good team. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They, they were, and we, we conceded, didn't we? Conceded. There's not, it's not every game I can remember, but we conceded really early, didn't we? Yeah. And we actually won the game three-one, and then over there, oh, they, they, you know, they they were decent. They were good, and then I'd say I had a chance at the end. It wasn't a great chance where I tried to bend it in the far corner and had gone narrowly past the post. That was a big deal losing that. Yeah. Because we we sort of felt. We should have beaten them, but they, you know, they were good, and uh, and and fair play to them. But I remember Dermot Desmond was actually at the game, and he he wasn't, you know, didn't come to to loads of games. So you know, there was a lot on the game, and of course, the money which uh, you yeah. know would have come to it. But just the fact that I think we, you know, we all felt massive disappointment because under Martin, we you know felt we could have done okay in in uh, the Champions League. Yeah. Just thinking, Blackburn was the first game of the year for cup run, wasn't it? We played another, I think, Suduva or someone like that. We beat them 8-1. Right. That was the first and big then, game. And then, yeah. and then they sent the 2-0 away, I think they sent. To... Was that the game? Shunis came out and said it was men against boys, didn't yeah, they? Can you can you remember him saying that? And uh, well, not, not, at, not actually at the time, but yeah, after the... Did you use that to motivate yourself? No. Not really, no. No, because uh, this is just an idiotic thing to say. I know. I mean... we. It's like anything, you know. When you play well, you know. When you play badly, we didn't. We didn't play well. <laughs> You're at the game. They, they actually, they played us off the park. Really, yeah. it was like a keep ball and uh, and they had two guy. I think David Dunn. And David I think, Duff, it, yeah. Damien Duff. Uh, was it Carl, Andy Cole? Might have been. Yeah, I think Andy Cole was it. For uh, you know, they they were a good team, but we, but we were we mm. were sort of resilient. Uh, we were edgy, didn't create many opportunities, and you know, guess guess what? Guess who scored at the end? Set piece, and we so we were we were good. That we always had that in our locker. Set pieces, you know, important part of the game. We had a big team. I mean, all the daft bastards used to mark us tall ones, and Henrik was the best header yeah, of all out of everyone. His standing jump was ridiculous, wasn't it? Is that a front post header on it? Uh, I think it was a knock. And he, he anyway, over yeah. got in. It was it was close range. So we're one nil. Think coming off, and I don't think Martin really dug us out after. I think he was, uh, you know, okay. And you know, we've we've won ugly, hadn't we? And then soon I said that Gary Flickcroft, who I'd played with at Blackburn, um, had said the same thing. And the truth is, is what a really know. stupid thing to say. Uh, you know, daft thing to say because whether you use that as a motivation, hang out in the dressing room, or we didn't do that. We were more disappointed in ourselves that we didn't play well. So, you know, going down there, we just. So, Did you battle them second leg? Yeah, we. we uh, I mean, this was a tactical Martin who wasn't a tactician, according to some. So, <clears throat> so the second leg was, uh, you know, what, what had happened, I think, in the first game is two guys, a good player. Yeah. Tuck as a quarterback, uh, you know dictated the play and then second game so we were 3-5-2 and basically I, I was given the job of sort of not letting him get his head up so you know let the other centre-halves have the ball you know if they're on the ball fine but don't let him don't let him play so I just you know basically just 
sort of rashed him all yeah. game. Every time he got the ball played backwards, every time he got the you know anywhere near him, just attach yourself to him. And Big John and Henrik played up top. Henrik scored a, one of his scoops early on, and, uh, and I mean there were so many Celtic fans behind behind the goal. I think there were seven or eight thousand. There was a bit of trouble at that game as well. I think, uh, and, and you know, I remember them just swat. They were they were pissed a lot of a lot of them, and uh, and then they scored off the corner. And I like you know I like Blackburn. I you know I really liked as a club. But the soonest comments was, he's a smart guy. Isn't yeah. He? You know I like I like listening listening to him on the telly. But that just it, it was a daft thing to say because you know basically he knew he knew we weren't that bad. Yeah. We knew we weren't that bad. And uh, you know you get egg on your face. Yeah. And another part, the best game of the run for me was that goal. Would you say goal to Hartson's? No, Hartson's no. brilliant. Goal. I didn't play that. I, I didn't play that. Kings on. Did you not? No, because I played the first leg where we drew one all, uh, and then Bobo Baldi broke my wrist, oh. and uh, I went up for a header and I shot Chris's ball and Bobo uh, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't listening and landed on my back and snapped my fucking wrist. <laughs> And I, I was in a lot of pain. He, he just looked at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, yeah, what, "What are you doing?" Uh, so I, you know, so I missed that game. And did I you missed... watch it in the stand? Did you go down to? No, for the other time. No, line, watched it from. I mean, it's an you incredible. You and George Mayer watching this? No, he was he was president by then. So he was, uh, he was watching it with George Bush, I think. Uh, <laughs> are you the type that, be honest, when Celtic won that game, would you or scored? Would you Good jump engine? up and uh, yeah, loving yeah. it? Yeah, because you know you you speak about the rivalry, uh, and look, I'm I'm English, but we used to uh, we used to take great pride in the um, in the games against the English teams, and there's a big deal for you know Scottish football, and you know I don't like it still today. You know you get the you know this crap. You know we we all know the difference between the Premier League down south and the the money they get and the, the resources Scottish clubs uh, get and. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good product, but we had you know it, it it was good that era because even like the preseason games we used to go down every preseason before we flew to America and spank Fulham, you know we used to <laughs> we used to love that QPR beat them seven two, you know and these are you know good good teams. teams we used to you know go and, and rattle them we had the um, the Manchester United game uh, where they'd come up that was Tommy Boyd's testimonial, and they kicked the shit out. Yeah. I remember watching from the stands, and then when we went down to Old Trafford and beat them four three. Was that Giggs's one? That was the Giggs. That was the yeah. Beckham slap, and that was uh, who, who slapped Beckham? You? Yeah, but that we decided. Why did you slap him? Because me and Lenny it was first one to slap him, <laughs> and I uh, got there first. But that was a nasty game. That was a nasty game. It was good. It was, you know, it was good. It was good. I think fifteen thousand Celtic fans went down, and uh, so we yeah, were going down on the coach. Yeah. You know, most of them, he, he, he good looking guy, wasn't he? Beckham, he gets on our nerves. So, first one to slap him. Let's say, finals. Vista. But can I just say, just before you say that, Simon, she was there at any point in that run, it, it clicked and think we could actually go all the way here? Uh, well, the Boa Vista game was the problem, wasn't it? You, you know, it's uh, not. Not that 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 doesn't sound, that sounds sort of slightly disrespectful. But they weren't a well-known Portuguese club, mm-hmm. you know. We took the so we'd had uh, uh, Blackburn, Celta Vigo were a good, you know, good team. Big John's uh, goal over there, uh, which he you know took really well. I think it was the first time Celtic had gone beyond Christmas in a European competition. That was a that was a big big deal. Then uh, and then Liverpool, 
at Stuttgart as well. Stuttgart, Bonnie yeah. Tyler playing in the stadium before kickoff. I remember feeling so adrenaline pumped up there. Was uh, Bonnie Tyler taught the clubs of that? Yeah. Uh, holding out for a hero as well. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine you. Goosebumps. I'm holding there. on for a hero till the end yeah. of the night. You not heard that one? Scoot on me, I'm like. <laughs> it's not really my type of stuff. Boys on it, yeah, boys on Do you remember, Stephen, Stephen Larson scored a goal with Bo Vista away? Do you remember all the, the motors going by, like, parked around the scarf, not it? Do you that remember you? that? Yeah. Me and the father, you, you, you and your dad. Me and the dad. Oh, oh, the what, did he, what did he score a header? <laughs> 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 Was there a party on the plane on the way back after that, Bobby? So would Martin be one for celebrating? No, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I can't really. Re- I remember getting back to Glasgow Airport and there being thousands of punters. I mean, it was it was really special. I think I'm sitting there now, think you know, thinking about it, think it's, it's, a, it's an amazing time. And there's only Larson who would you know don't care what anybody said. He was the only one capable of scoring that particular goal in that particular moment. It was another scoop, wasn't it? He didn't. He didn't really get. It was about getting the shot off quickly yeah, and, and catching the keep. Yeah. So I'd gone up because I'd, I'd I played with a plaster cast. So I'd gone on as a as my first game back, um, and gone on, and then sort of, that come to last. And I mean that was what what the, the truth is that had been a massive disappointment to go out to Boa Vista mm-hmm. with the greatest After respect. After who you'd beaten as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the year that you went and played centre mid and centre half at times? Yeah, well, I'd play as a sort of, yeah, 10 or wherever. You used to say, so you just go play centre half because I can. Yes, because <laughs> I can. And uh, I did, to be honest, I, I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't that precious. I, li- I liked Martin, I had a lot of respect for him. Would I have rather played up front? Yeah, yeah. of course I would. But, um, you know, in the end, you play where you put, don't you, really? And that's that. Well, you know, you can't go and sort of challenge him. For you know, playing Henrik or you know, or John, and then started Mourinho. This was started Mourinho. Did you just know much about Mourinho? We knew he's a, we, we knew he's a bright young manager, and that you know they were a good team. Ferreira, uh, Carvalho, I think the other big centre half, George uh, Costa. Uh, was it Deco? Manish, Manish, yeah, Deco. They're they're a good team. I mean, what you know. So looking back, what so what what we didn't like is their antics, and I know a lot of Celtic supporters still feel that. I mean, they, you know, that frustrating is a you know a generous way of putting it. They, you know, we felt we felt wronged, we felt cheated. But the you know you can say what you like. In the end, they're the ones with the trophy, and they're a good team. And yeah. they went on, they won the Champions League <laughs> next, <year. laughs> next season. But you get there, and the whole occasion, and the Celtic fans. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. You, you go to a game and. You get you get a hundred yards away from the stadium, you see a lot of fans along. I mean, it was like mile after. I mean, literally mile yeah. after mile going to the stadium, and then you know the expectation was um, was big. And then I felt sorry for Henrik more than anybody, really. I think his, his goals, I mean, incredible headers. And then uh, you know what what happened happened, and it is it is whatever anybody says. It's a you know it's a collective. We had the opportunity. We didn't. We didn't take it. Great memories, and not just not just uh, that game, but that whole that whole era under Martin in, in Europe. That's probably the you know the most exciting. If if I went back through my career, they would be the you know the years which I'd you know want to relive. Really. Was Billy Connolly and Rod Stewart there at the hotel before the game? I can't. I can't remember. You know, there's a few. Days. There's a few big hitters. George wanted to jump on the bandwagon at that time. Uh, the one there at Livingston away, that one. Maybe at Livingston yeah, away. Yeah, you're a big Celtic fan. Yeah, come and watch us at Stranra <laughs> in the cup. I think John Hartson was missing for the final as well. Yeah. Do you think he'd have been a big difference? 
Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I mean, you know, the truth is about John is he wasn't particularly mobile. He was a brilliant finisher, a mm-hmm. really brilliant finisher, very natural finisher. Had that outside of the right boot in his yeah. locker, it, and it, you know, he, it, you know, he wasn't he wasn't mobile. But you play to his strengths, and you 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 know, you think whether he'd have started the game or. Or come on, he he would have given us that physicality, that you know, that aerial presence, not just aerial presence. Um, Dollar scored at Ibrox, um, big Johnny had that ability. He used his body really well. Had that little yard to get away from people. Mm. So you know, no doubt, you know that was a a big miss. Basically, I just want it's, she just do us before the game. Were you feeling sick? Anything else? No. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say sick. I, I used to get nervous. I don't know what how you were in your career, but I used to get nervous more when I was younger. I used to I used to really like adrenaline on the. I, I just used to have. I used to go and sit with John Robertson and uh, and just just drink loads of coffee all day. That's, that's so did you never go for a sleep games. or? Uh, I used to get up in the morning and sort of drink loads of coffee, then sort of go and try and sleep not often, then and have more coffee. And what would you sit and chat with John Robertson? Purely football here. Yeah, just just about life in general. Uh, no, he was. He, he, I, I used to like him. He's a you know like big five, influence. Yeah, he used to used to used to like a smoke. He, you know, you talk about careers and knowledge and uh, you know knowing players. He 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 was one. He was an integral part of that whole Celtic era. Really underrated. He used to but, join in training, didn't he? Yeah, he used to. I mean, he's, he, I mean, you, you know, you should, people should Google his career and the yeah. goals he scored. Scored the goal with Scotland when they beat England at Wembley. You know, massive, wow. massive uh, courage as a player he had. I liked Walford as well. Walford he was just funny, young boys used to ping your boys on the What my boys? He did. He did. He did my boys with the old fake poo in the treatment room. So I was like, oh. he started to cry, little George. <laughs> so lost that final, heartbreaking. And then we got that final day of the season. Celtic won four 0 at Kelly, and Rangers beat Celtic six one at Dunfermline. You remember his interview after the game? I can't remember it back. I remember it was something you blamed Dunfermline. Was it along those lines? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I, I I said what everybody was feeling. Did think. you know you were going to say that? Did it just come? Yeah. No, well, every. I mean, this is what a bunch of arseholes I was playing with. Because uh, after the game, everybody's saying it in the dressing room. I get wheeled out for the um, for the interview, uh, and the referee was, I think it was Kenny Clark. So I'm waiting to do the interview, and I call him every name under the sun. Kenny Clark, he's out for a warm up, and he sends me off. He says there's a red card, and I'm still waiting to do the interview when he comes back in. It's a really short, uh, sorry, it's a warm down, not a warm up, because the game had finished. So he's coming back in for the from his warm down. Must have been a brief one, and I call him every name under the sun again. So he gives me another red card. Then I do the interview, uh, so you know, reflecting what the feeling in the dressing room was, because that was the feeling. And uh, look, do I regret saying it? Uh, at the time, I said what what I thought, and then I got myself into a shitload of trouble after, and sort of legal actions, and people call, calling up and. I knew I'd be all right because I had the back of all the guys in the dressing room. Not a fucking jot. We didn't say that. Uh, so look, it, it was it was what it was. I'm not, you know, 
do I have to say do I have to say sorry am I sorry I probably shouldn't have said it but that's the way I felt yeah, you know me. and that's uh, you know the, the issue with interviews is everybody likes to uh, you know work in the media now as you do but people like you, you know um, emotion at the end of games you know how fired up you can be at the end of games and you know when, when things happen and you're not quite Thank thinking you. clearly or you are thinking clearly but it's the way you feel and that's the way that's the way I felt so I'm not you know do I regret it uh, probably for all the sort of legal threats I got but not not for, that's what I said at the time yeah. I want to know just quite a little bit Larson's departure did you know he was going to leave uh, yeah yeah did, yeah. he, did he come and tell you as a group are we I can't, I can't, I can't remember we, we, we knew he'd, he'd done what seven years in the end, I think. Uh, and he, I mean, look, it's, it's difficult because you know you're, you're losing your biggest hit, the, the guy who bailed you out every week, and you know it's you, you know it's never going to be the same again. Yeah. So there's that sort of hollow feeling. But no, you can't. Nobody could begrudge him that. I always I always liked the fact that he shoved two fingers up to everybody, uh, you know, Scottish football, oh, you can do it for, you know, Scottish League, scored goals at international level, uh, didn't really get the recognition for that, scored goals, uh, Champions League level, European level, didn't, you know, pe- there, were, there, were, there was still this sort of feeling, oh, well, you know, is Scottish football, went to uh, Barcelona, won them the Champions League final, then went to Manchester United when he was done, essentially, and the Manchester United fans love him. You know, he, he was he was brilliant for them. And that was at the end of his career. Just imagine had he gone in his prime, which yeah. he, you know, he was at Celtic. But he was a man, you know, how can, how can you replace him? Yeah. Was Helicopter Sunday the worst day of your career? No, uh, it was, it was bad. But, you know, again, we, <laughs> you can look back. We, we got what we deserved in the end. You know, it, it is what it is. I felt, Felt for Martin because you know we knew that that was his last game. Mm-hmm. It, it was, inc- it, I mean, it was incredible how, how we lost it. We had we had we had chances. chances we didn't it. we didn't take them, and that's you know that was the long and the short of it. And you know, I think Bellamy played had a couple of good good opportunities. He was you know good good player. Craig was, uh, you know, I like Craig. He used to annoy a lot of people, and sort of people he was one people would question his sort of attitude. He had a brilliant attitude yeah. to the game. Looked after himself. Had a knee issue. Always come in and. Come in early and uh, you know do do his work and make sure he was all right. And you know he had he sort of had a former Tourette's in many ways. He just used to say what he thought, and people used to get offended. And you know a lot of people didn't didn't like him for that. But I didn't I didn't mind that yeah. because he always used to sort of put it in himself. He's been Martin O'Neill, see when see when that happened, helicopter on Sunday. You knew Martin O'Neill was leaving. Was it kind of in the back of your head? This could be my time up as well. Or were you ready to go again under a new manager? I thought I played well that season. Um, so no, I don't know. I no, because I'd, I'd still I still had a year left, and I'd had the option of another year. I'd signed a new deal at Celtic. So um, uh, so no, I you know I was I, I never wanted to leave Celtic. You know, not even when uh, you know when Strachan came in. So. You know, I was ha- I, I was happy carrying on. You you know, everybody's aware. A new manager comes in, new ideas. Uh, new methods. That's that's fine. I didn't I didn't have a uh, necessarily an issue with Gordon up until the first day. What happened uh, then? No, up until the you know I I injured my um, I injured my my uh, cheek. It was a bad injury, uh, 
Yeah, you know, did you know eventually they retired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the operation, you know, they mess around. They're going through the eye and side of your head, and uh, so my my vision was impaired, um, and that wasn't good. And we had a disagreement about that. It, you know, it, it didn't really bother his his backside with us, and uh, didn't speak to us much. Uh, much. And then I was sitting upstairs one day, and I, I was angry with him, and uh, he hadn't spoken to us. And he came up, and I think. I can't remember who was there. I think Tom, I might have been there, whatever. And I'm eating soup and he's talking to me. And uh, he started to say something to us and try and joke. And I just ignored him and just carried on eating the soup. And then he said something else. And, and then Tom, I was like laughing and stuff. But I just thought, I'm going to ignore him. I'll just carry on ignoring him. Anyway, Gary Pendry came upstairs and uh, he left. Gary Pendry, his assistant, came up and said he, he wants to see you in his office. So I went down and... Um, and uh, we just had a conversation. He said, what was up with you upstairs, uh, you know, ignoring me, it's not on. I said, well, you ignored me for six weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, bad injury. Uh, you know, he said, I called you. I said, you didn't. He said, I called you. I said, you didn't. He said, I did call you. I said, well, you say you did, but you didn't. And... Uh, in the end, we sort of agreed to disagree because he didn't call me, uh, and uh, and then there, you know, we we got on. It was fine after that, and then there was a my contract um, which I had at Celtic. I'd signed, and if I was good enough, then I'd 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 I'd, um, I'd sign the same terms. It was basically like that. So I'd signed that you know it was a rollover of the, what the terms were for the next season. So he sort of pulled us in before Christmas and said. Um, <laughs> We want to ch change the terms of your uh, your contract. I said, well, you know, that's not a problem. You know, if you want me to leave, then I'll leave. But you know, if you want me to stay, then they are the terms. He said, well, you've been injured a lot. I said, well, you know, not, not a great deal I could do about yeah. Neil Lennon putting his knee through my face. Uh, you know, I was out for a long time, and I think I pulled my hamstring uh, as well, so I was out for that. And so they wanted to do it more on appearance. Uh, and in the end, we just. We just sort of fell out, and uh, I, you know, I felt I, I, I didn't want to leave, and I felt that I was I was wronged in that in that sort of instance, and that was you know I didn't I didn't like I didn't want to leave Celtic, but I really you know big enough. I, I just wish he would have said you know if you're good enough, stay. They're the terms. This was the deal. That was the contract which I signed. Um, if not, go. It's, it's no no sort of hard feelings in that. I just wish he'd have been more upfront with it but you know it's like that was that was a long time ago and I see Gordon now and I get on well with him as long as I agree with everything he says <laughs> and uh and that's that but you know these these things happen he had his reasons if he you know it's it, it was I just I, I didn't want to leave my wife was settled my kids loved Scotland they had a Scottish accent you know so I didn't I didn't want to leave and I ended up going out the sort of side door saw John Clark went out and that was that was sort of me done John Clark we mentioned John Clark thought what a guy yeah. Was John Clark there when you were there? Aye, uh -huh. what a guy. But I hate that. I think when like, certain players happened recently with somebody as well. Can't remember who. No, but, it is, but to be fair, is what it is. And you don't want a fanfare. There's just, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd given a lot to the club. the club. The club had given me a lot. You know, the club, you know, can argue, saved my career. Well, it was Martin, um, you know, in many ways. And it's just, it was a bad way to end. You know, I was lucky to play for a club. And you mentioned John Clark, but, you know... You, Signed for a club and you tap into, you know, uh, 
you know, the history, Billy McNeil, John Clark was about, Bertie Old, yeah. you know, a lot, lot of the old guys. Uh, you know, so it was great to be part of the whole thing and then for it to end as it did over a contract wrangle. But things don't end as you, you know, as, as you want. That's, you know, that's, that's life. And uh, so we just, you know, parted ways and uh, I went and took Birmingham City down. <laughs> Chris Sutton. What a, uh, what a Thanks very much, big guy. Thank you. Cheers.